Blog Talk Radio. Okay. I'm one step closer to achieving my goal. Let's know the chosen facts so the people will know. Exact is how we do it. Flow motions run through it. No time for propaganda, so I run right through it. God blessed and in the flesh, I delete all the stress. Sound pro, we keep it locked like a full court press. Profile to hit the platform, spread the world around town. The chosen resurrector of the critical sound. Get down to the words that we say, then convey. The message in my lesson top notch is my profession, no question. I bless them with the style that I've created universal. So I can never sound dated to find My style of composition, of course Calibrated, rhyme stated, rockin' two bar notes Solo, flip the track so we can better our position Live and uncut, this is the dope transmission This is the Occur. Life and art combined in the blur. Picturesque words hit every plane. My name is Solo Time to detonate the frame. I bring color to a dark situation. Ink out thoughts and scientific notation. Live and direct on deck for the nation. Big time skills are finally in rotation. Word from the lab where the flavors observe. Circulating facts over hype tracks. Trapped in the past with my all star team. When fly poetry reigns supreme. Styles were clean and mics weighed tons But now you're motivated by gear and funds Step back y'all, it's time for transition Yo, I got a vision, the dope transmission Relax, relax. This is just an introduction. Applause. When solo is on production, here to raise the stakes on you industry snake. Promoters who front and the artists that fake worldwide. You want the sound, so let me provide. These guidelines are the basis of my rhythm design. Profile by definition, number one in my division. Unplug the mic and send the dope transmission. Profile. This is 
and just what sex is really all about, okay? Uh, it is the third leg of the Trinity, no pun intended, because it brings forth the child through male and female. And, of course, that is a God construct, and therefore it will be attacked and ridiculed, i.e., uh, we now have somewhere in the neighborhood of what is it, over 70 different genders because somebody's uh, attacking this thing. And again, unfortunately, they're using black women to push it. We played the piece by uh, Fanny, uh, I just call her ass in the ass. So if I say ass in the ass, family, y'all know who I'm talking about automatically. Down there in Georgia with her man, uh, going on cruises and all this kind of stuff, doing the wild thing. And again, as I stated, I think I stated yesterday, I could care less about Fanny Willis's uh, sexual proclivities as long as she keep it to herself. But when you uh, engage in these kinds of things, uh, particularly with a married man, or it could be a married woman if, if, if Fanny was a man, uh, you have to expect that there are going to be things that uh, come out and you should uh, plan or act accordingly. As soon as this dude got ready to get a divorce on the very day that he went to file for his divorce, that's when Fanny hired him and gave him the cash on the day that he filed for his divorce. That may not be insane, but it certainly fits the pattern of people who somehow think that they have special privileges to do things that other people don't. Again, you see that all over the place with these trannies and uh, 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 these lesbians and homosexuals. They appear to have privileges that the rest of us don't, which, again, uh, is insane to me. But all that is part and parcel of what we see happening in 2024 with the pedophile thing just for me and the places that I'm going, it's all over the place. And I don't know how people could not see it, but for the last year, it's been a, a consistent drumbeat of people getting uh, caught being pedophiles. Stated yesterday, no small coincidence that the pedophile in chief uh, or the president is a pedophile and appears as though his he has a, a a family lineage of pedophilia. Uh, I didn't know about the homosexual Biden, uh, one of Joe Biden's brothers who's an older guy, but he's to be naked. I think it's on Instagram. Um, and, of course, we know the stories of uh, Hunter, a.k.a. Tyrone Biggums, and his sister taking showers with Joe Biden and then writing, writing about it in her diary. Then, of course, we got Obama, uh, 
still in the closet, right? By his own admission. I think it's quite interesting that his wife has been called a man, Michelle Obama. So just the irony of the whole thing with all the pedophilia stuff going on, uh, I don't know Michelle Obama to be no man. But, man, if that's true, can you imagine the ramifications of that? So she would not have, in fact, been the first lady uh, while she was in the White House for the, for eight years. She was the first tranny. Now, that's mind-blowing if that stuff is true. Again, I have no evidence of it. But it's ironic that it's out there in the, in the ether. Okay? So now, tonight, let's do this. I want to open up with some more of what we opened up with last night to show you that 2024 and the whole notion of infinity relative to the black feminine energy, uh, it's cut short. It's being cut short. And it pretty much started at the beginning of the year without all places at Harvard University. Well, we played other pieces the other day showing you that that wasn't the only place. She wasn't the only person. Politicians, these lesbian politicians are being outed based on their behavior. Nothing more. Nobody's chasing after them. It is distinctly their behavior that's causing them the problem. And they don't seem to be able to get out the way of it. In Oakland, they're calling uh, for a recall, okay, of the mayor of Oakland and the uh, attorney general, okay, of Oakland, who's black. Again, I find it all quite interesting because we had the same problem here with the uh, black attorney general letting the little homosexual boy uh, who went out there and faked that he was beaten up by some white boys on the coldest day of the year, uh, Juicy Smollett, uh, she got in trouble and where I think, if I'm not mistaken, she has renounced, announced that she would not be running again. And so she's going to step down. But all over the country, we see cases of these black women politicians, some of whom we played for you last week, based on their behavior being removed from office. And when you see this over and over and over, you realize that there's a pattern of this behavior. Okay? Now, the thing I want the people to understand is you have to be cognizant and listen to what you're being told. Because the mainstream media is just, I've never seen it this bad. Already, okay, they censoring Orange Man for lying, right? Well, I got something I want to play for you to show you how deceptive so-called mainstream media is and some of the alternative media is equally as deceptive, all right? 
So let's go here first to, man, I almost hate to say it, NBC. It really ain't NBC, but it is NBC because they use some of their material. Let's go here and take a look at what's happening in Oakland. Now, I have a real soft spot in my heart for Oakland because they're like the epicenter of the Black Panther Party with Huey Newton, okay, Uh, and how black people fought there and was clear back in the 60s that they were not a part of California, okay, because of the blackness, because of the population of black people. So they did what any normal people would do. They revolted against the government and began to exercise their constitutional rights to bear arms. And the rest is history. At any rate, here we go. Check this out, family. Oh, one more thing before I start. Notice that there's, in fact, a Asian mayor of Boston, okay? And she's equally as mentally insane. If you notice in the movies, family, particularly when they want to do some LGBT stuff, have you noticed that they seem to always go and find a lesbian Asian woman? And in several cases, that lesbian woman is always uh, hooked up with another black woman who's a lesbian. I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, uh, massaging the sexual attitudes of Chinese women, okay? But that's another trend that I've noticed here. All of a sudden now, we got Asian politicians all over the place, 99% of them are Democrats. So anyway, check this out. Uh why is it down so low? Okay. Now. Political heat is on in the East Bay. First, it was the Alameda County District Attorney. Now, a recall effort for Oakland Mayor Sheng Tao. Organizers say they have more than enough signatures to do it, and they plan to file the paperwork tomorrow. So Oakland defunded the police and went light on crime. Now the people are trying to recall both the mayor and the district attorney because things have gotten crazy. Now, welcome to Oakland, California, population 450. Let me take you back to before the defund the police movement hit the United States. See, crime in Oakland was at historic lows and going down. And that's because the city invested in police and took a tough on crime approach. If you don't believe me, here's how the news media covered the reduction in crime at the time. No, family, let me add this. Uh, One other major component to the reduction in crime is that black people uh, got extremely pissed off and said they weren't accepting the treatment by the police anymore after the young brother was killed in the subway, absolutely murdered, okay? That's the beginning of the drop in crime in Oakland because it forced media attention on it, okay? Uh, He didn't mention that, but I will. 
Richmond is seeing a dramatic drop in the crime rate, especially when it comes to murder. KBIX Live's Ann Makovic takes a look at the strategy by the police department, and it appears to be working. John, good news is certainly welcome. This is a city that has averaged more than 100 homicides a year for the last four-plus decades. And today, Oakland leaders releasing the annual crime data report, which they say shows a steady five-year decline in shootings, homicides, and robberies. There were 75 homicides year. That is down from 85 in 2016, and that follows that downward trend. 2016 brought a 12% drop in violent crime versus the five-year average and a 20% drop in robberies. The police department has credited the improvement on a more prominent police presence and getting help from the community. With better technology, more residents and business owners are giving police video evidence of crime. Churches, youth groups, and nonprofits have also been stepping up their work in prevention. Now, this takes us to the BLM movement and calls to defund the police. Now, this was all because police were seen as racist, especially after the George Floyd murder and other high-profile cases. So, Oakland decided to join the trend of defunding their police department. In Oakland tonight, defunding the police has become a reality. Hours ago, the council voted to take more than $18 million away from the police department to invest in violence prevention programs. For three hours ago, the city recorded its 62nd homicide of the year. A man shot and killed on Chestnut Street, West Grand Avenue. No word on a motive yet. This latest homicide comes after a vote by the city council last night to cut the mayor's proposed police budget by $18.4 million. The mayor says that's going to result in the loss of 50 police officer jobs at a time when violent crime is way up. Those backing the cuts say the money's better spent on violence prevention programs. So as you can expect, if you defund the police department and those type of services, then crime may go up. And it did in Oakland. It went up dramatically. So let's get right over to KPI 5's Ann McEvick, who is live at the news desk on Oakland's increase in violent crime. Yeah, those numbers just released this morning show a reverse of years of falling violence in Oakland. So this is a new disturbing trend. Let's take a look at some of those numbers. There were uh, 6,351 violent crimes recorded in Oakland last year, the highest number in the last five years, and a 7% increase over 2018. Homicides, aggravated assaults, and robberies were all up. The only violent crime that fell was rape. So as crime started going up, the good people of Oakland had a great idea. They elected a light-on-crime DA and an anti-police mayor. This could only be good for the city. Matter of fact, the DA was so pro-criminal, she advocated that a man who shot and killed a child in a drive-by get no jail time. Price wrote this email as an update on the Jasper Wu case. The little boy lost to gang violence in November of 2021. 23. Uh. If you sleep on your side, I bet you hate your pillow. And this is why. Sorry, family. This is YouTube and their commercials, which really gets on my nerves. So... Three-month-old Jasper Wu lost his life to a stray bullet while riding in his car seat. It happened because two rival gangs were having a rolling gun battle on Highway 880. Three men, Trevor Green, Johnny Jackson, and Ivory Bevins, have their preliminary hearing on murder charges in three weeks. A member of the AAPI community asked Alameda County District Attorney Pamela Price for an update on the case. And Price sent this email yesterday that reads in part, 
Our office is currently working on a partnership with the Asian Law Caucus to support AAPI victims of violence in ways that open up broader possibilities for healing and non-carceral forms of accountability. Non-carceral, meaning no jail time, even for violent criminals. If I were Jasper's parents, I would be highly offended and I would be very fearful. Norbert Chu is a retired Alameda County Senior Deputy District Attorney. He served for 35 years. He says, looking at that email, it is clear Price is paving the way for lesser charges and lesser sentencing in the Jasper Wu case. He called it insulting. Now, along with that DA, they also elected this woman named Shang Tao. Now, Ms. Tao believes that police were the problem. They were racist against black and brown people, so she decided to fire the police chief and do it on her own. But there was a very, very, very tough consequence to her action. Crime exploded. Island weekend in Oakland where police are investigating two dozen armed robberies that took place within a 72-hour span. You know, businesses near the Oakland Hills are getting pretty desperate for solutions. You can't blame them. They say a steady stream of break-ins. Some caught on surveillance video is not only threatening their safety, but also their livelihood. Robbery is a different story. While it's gone slightly up and down over the last five years, the 38% increase between 2022 and 2023 was dramatic. Turning to property crime, auto burglaries were high in 2019, then dropped for a year, and have been rising ever since to a level in 2023 not seen in the last 10 years. Commercial burglaries have also seen a steady increase for the most part over the last five years and have almost tripled since 2019. So as you can see, crime is exploding under this mayor. Last year saw record highs in violent crime and property crime. So the people of Oakland decided to recall the mayor and the DA. Anti-police, let on crime policy stuff wasn't working. Here they are recalling the mayor. Oakland residents fed up with city leadership. Tonight, a group is pushing ahead with an effort to recall Mayor Shane Tao. It's time for her to go. It's time for her to go. She's not done anything to improve Oakland. The recall effort launching just one week after Officer Tuan Lei was killed in the line of duty. Good evening this Friday. I'm Christina Rendon. And I'm Jana Kasiyama. The group behind the effort said the mayor has failed to control crime and the city cannot wait until the next election to get new leadership. New at 10, I spoke with the organizers today as they were collecting signatures. Signs calling for Oakland Mayor Shane Tao's recall prompted a passionate response from some Oakland residents. No, this is the first time I've ever done that. At the Mountain Boulevard Post Office Friday, Christopher Cook was among the people who signed a petition to put a recall on November's ballot. We need someone who understands business, finances, and can manage the city in an intelligent way. We need a strong mayor. We need a mayor that has experience and knows how to deal with the situations in Oakland. Oakland's mayor has been in office only one year, but critics say they're fed up with what they see as Tao's lack of action to control the city's crime, pointing to high-profile attacks on businesses and residents, and now the fatal shooting of an Oakland police officer. Stronger and faster response for the community. Uh, I just feel she's not fit for the job. I was just distraught at the fact that Oakland brought in the new year bearing one of their officers. That's one of the saddest things. The people here are really trying to come together as a community, but we lack the infrastructure. We lack the leadership. But we've had a tremendous turnout. I mean, the interest is incredible. Retired Alameda County Superior Court Judge Brenda Harbin-Forte is leading the recall campaign. 
The letter of intent was sent certified mail to Mayor Chow on Saturday. The letter states, you lack the competency, credibility, judgment, and the ability to lead what was once a great American city. The letter says grounds for the recall include creating a public safety crisis by systematically dismantling the Oakland Police Department, delaying OPD's exit from 20 years of federal oversight, missing the retail theft grant, and rising crime. Now, the people of Oakland also have woken up and are recalling their woke DA. Check it out. The last year of San Francisco DA Chase Boudin, could Pamela Price be next? Another progressive local district attorney is in trouble. Tonight, Alameda County officially accepted a petition to recall District Attorney Pamela Price. Let's bring in NBC's Stephanie Magione with what's next for the DA. Stephanie. Raj, District Attorney Pamela Price now has 10 days to respond to the recall notice. After that, the group will have to gather more than 90,000 legal signatures to put the issue on a ballot. I don't want any family to suffer what we have suffered. I don't want anyone to go through this. She's demanding justice for her husband and fighting for a new district attorney. We need to know that these people that are committing these crimes, these violent crimes, will be prosecuted. Now, Pamela Price, being the first black woman district attorney of the county, played the one card she knew she could play. It's time to play the race card. They're after me because I'm black. The lesson is that when you show up for freedom and justice, you have to be ready for the backlash. Some people often say, why does it matter that you are the first black woman to serve in this seat? And they don't know, they need to understand the reality of being black in Alameda County. If you are a black person in Alameda County, you are 20 times more likely to be incarcerated than a white person. The racial injustice in this county it's what we all need to be firmly committed against. Now, with crime going out of control, whose fault is it? Who's to blame? So, the news media asked the mayor, are you to blame? And the mayor said, are you crazy? Of course I'm not to blame. It's someone else's fault. Now, Mayor, some of your critics do allege that the burglary that took Officer Lay's life and other crimes that happened in 2023, that they happened on your watch. Uh, data from your police department shows robberies, burglaries, and car thefts all up last year. How do you explain that? You know, I have the best job in the world. That's because every day I have a chance to fight for a safer, more affordable, and prosperous Oakland. <laughs> all Oaklanders to help me achieve that vision with hope and with collaboration and really push aside, push aside division and fear. The only way that we're going to get through this is together. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you for that question because I should clarify the record. I have three points I want to make. First, making Oakland safer for children, families, businesses, and visitors is my top priority. And I join Oaklanders in demanding for more prevention, more enforcement, and more accountability for the criminal groups inflicting harm upon our community. Second, crime in Oakland has been on a steady rise since 2019, a full three years before I took office. And it is dishonest for anyone to state that crime started rising under my watch only. Under my watch, however, we looked under the hood and identified issues that needed fixing while setting priorities that really move Oakland forward. And third, my record is clear. Despite inheriting rising crime rates and historic budget deficit, I have taken aggressive action to reduce crime by investing in a robust police department, by strengthening violence prevention initiatives, and leveraging technology to disrupt the criminal work. 
And under my leadership, Oakland has more police officers, more safety ambassadors, and more violence prevention teams on our streets than any time in the last two years. Of course, things don't get better overnight. We have already diagnosed the issue, right? And so right now we are implementing our plan so that we can ensure and to reduce crime and improve the whole community's sense of security here in the city of Oakland. Now the mayor is right. She's only been in office for a year. And during that year, burglaries, robberies, and carjackings are up and through the roof. So who's to blame? She's saying it's someone else. Now the DA was also asked whose fault is it that a crime is exploding? The work of Pamela Price has been focused on progressive reform, including alternatives to incarceration and not charging juveniles as adults. Now official paperwork to launch a recall has been filed. There are people who say that we are here because they don't feel safe. We're, I was elected because the people in this community didn't feel safe, unfortunately. We know that crime under my predecessor was you know, pretty much exploding. The DA's role has really no impact on crime. Yes, you heard that right. She said the DA's role has no impact on crime. Of course it does. The mayor and the DA want you to think that their policies are going to make things better, but everyone can see they are making things worse. So Oakland seems to have woken up. The liberal, and I mean liberal population of Oakland is trying to recall its mayor and its DA because they've gone to left wing. Question for you guys. Do you think this recall is going to be successful? Do you think the people of Oakland have finally woken up and said, hey, people in the police and these light on crime policies are a bad idea, or a very bad idea? Let me know in the comment section. I'm gonna say it like I always say. I find the whole thing quite interesting because there appears to be a pattern uh, because all of these people basically, if you notice, the brother points out that these are progressives because they don't dare call them uh, Marxist-Leninist or communist. So they use a lesser term, a more soothing term, progressive. And, of course, that's because progressive uh, denotes progress moving forward. It's exactly the opposite with these people, wherever they are, because they're in a transformative state of mind. So they have to demonize and remove anything that used to be and create a totally alternative reality and history. That's why they're tearing down statues, okay? And as we said yesterday, at Skull and Bones, they're removing all the pictures of these racist white boys. No, leave them pictures up for future reference. I want to know the origin of these places and the people that started them, okay? Because if you don't know, it's very easy to repeat those things, extremely easy. It appears, though, this is the first time that this has ever happened. No, this is not the first time. These people have been building over other people's history for as long as I can remember, and then remove those people as if they never happened, okay, which is what they're trying to do to black people in this country. All right? Now, I thought that was interesting. Uh, and keep the pedophilia thing in mind, family. 
I thought that was interesting because, uh, again, I'm watching one thing and something else comes up, and it was uh, the heel, the heel news site, which is far from uh, pro orange man, or you can consider it uh, middle of the road Democrat. At least they try to be middle of the road. But you have to pay close attention to these people because, like so many other instances, they only give you part of the story and then do an analysis based on that part because it fits what they really want to put out there because they're scared to offend uh, the so-called progressives, the Democratic Party. So this is the heel, and it has to do with total propaganda and what Orange Man was supposed to have said, which caused the Democratic Party to begin the formulation of a coup before Orange Man even wins the election, okay? Taking over the Defense Department, right? That these people have no authority, none whatsoever. And of course, uh, the people who are doing this are so-called left-wing progressives from very progressive universities like Georgetown, which everybody knows is the uh, academic headquarters for the CIA and the intelligence community and uh, even more, the State Department, okay? So there's nothing neutral about Georgetown. Let's check what they say. Pay close attention because I may stop this and then play you the complete thing of what Orange Man said. Check this out, family. By the way, uh, the two hosts, the little white boy, look like a little homosexual. And uh, the black girl uh, wants to keep that hair and nails done and, and, and the clothes coming so... You know, they ain't going to step out there on no limb, not not remotely. Check this out, family. Secret anti-Trump cabal? Well, that may not be as conspiratorial as you think. An article by NBC News released over the weekend seemed to confirm the worst fears of many MAGA folks by reporting that there's a network of public interest groups and lawmakers nervous about former President Trump returning to power potentially. They are quietly devising plans to foil any effort on his part to pressure the U.S. military to carry out his political agenda. The article identifies networks like the Institution for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection at Georgetown Law, Democracy Forward, and Protect Democracy as preparing for a potential Trump presidency. They point to statements made by the former president, including that he would only be dictator for a day as evidence he's planning a military coup. Here's Trump saying that as a reminder. You know, it's interesting. I did a show, Sean Hannity. Did you ever hear of him? He's a very nice man. And he said, essentially, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? Tell me. I think he was trying to give me a nicer question that maybe you guys would. He meant it very well. I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. Now, some commentators raised the alarm about statements Trump made in Iowa, saying that he'd be president for four years and beyond. Take a listen. But nobody had to call me because I made the commitment and we kept you first in the nation. As long as I have anything to say about it, 
and that we have a good chance of saying for four years, we'll have a lot to say about it, four years and beyond. Trump supporters, on the other hand, argued these fears were overblown and that it was mainstream media outlets and Democrats trying to delegitimize Trump before he theoretically takes office. Here's Because he said uh, we'll have uh, influence for four years and beyond, they took the and beyond to say that he's not going to leave office, he's going to stay there. And so that became a major topic of discussion based on what they think, what they want to fill the blank with. Uh, does Obama have influence on the Biden administration today? I think so. So can we then say that he's having influence on what's taking – I think damn so. And this is the game that the media play. But before that, notice – let me play it again so you can – we can be clear on this. You're not going to be a dictator, are you? Tell me. I think he was trying to give me a nicer question that maybe you guys would. He meant it very well. I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. Now, some commentators raised the alarm about statements Trump made in Iowa, saying that he'd be president for four years and beyond. Take a listen. But nobody had to call me because I made the commitment and we kept you first in the nation. As long as I have anything to say about it, and that we have a good chance of saying for four years, we'll have a lot to say about it, four years and beyond. Trump supporters, on the other hand, argued these fears were overblown and that it was mainstream media outlets and Democrats trying to delegitimize Trump before he theoretically takes office. Here's CPAC head Mercedes Schlapp on Newsmax. I've been very concerned for the most part in the sense that when you're seeing the legacy media basically talk and, and describe Donald Trump as a dictator, while you're seeing the fact that you have these defense officials saying, well, we got to, if Trump were to go back into office, we don't want him to have so much power. Uh, it, it's very troubling. I think definitely you have this narrative from the, the liberal press pushing this. He's an authoritarian. He's a dictator. And so it's this extreme propaganda machine that I think is very problematic. Now, let me stop right there, because now what I'm going to do now, you family, is I'm going to play the complete uh, response that Trump said when he was sitting down with Hannity at some town hall stuff uh, not long ago, uh, maybe, what, a couple of weeks ago. Check this out. Notice he cut it off right after Trump said he was going to be a dictator for one day. Let me show you what he really said, and then we'll come back to this, because then they bring in the black woman. That is in the courts. Now. And even the U.S. Supreme Court, if they didn't treat you fairly, that maybe there would be bedlam in the country. Use that word, bedlam in the country. And in the last two days, at the same time, in the last two speeches, President Biden is focusing his campaign on the threat to democracy and political violence. Take a listen. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. All right, so to Robert's question, this is clearly a focus of the Biden campaign. So 
Can you say tonight that political violence is never acceptable? Well, of course that's right. And of course, I'm the one that had very little of it. Take a look at wars. Again, I didn't start. I wasn't involved in wars. We beat the hell out of ISIS. We won 100%. We brought our troops back home. Look at, look at the violence that we've had. Look at the violence we have recently. Right, but when you say bedlam, what do you mean? I think you say bedlam. I think you look at Joe Biden's bedlam. You have a man who can't lead. You have a man who can't find his way off a stage after he makes a speech that lasts for about two minutes. Now, I think Bedlam is Joe Biden. I think that he's using this. This is just a political ploy. Trump is a dictator. He wants to be a dictator. You know, it's interesting. I did a show, Sean Hannity. Did you ever hear of him? He's a very nice man. And he said, essentially, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? Tell me. I think he was trying to give me a nicer question than maybe you guys would. He meant it very well. I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. We're going to do two things. The border, we're going to make it so tight you can't get in unless you come in legally. And the other is energy. We're going to drill, baby, drill. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. So, so you are saying, no, no, and the border picks it up. So I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. They cut it. They go, I'm going to be a dictator. But they cut the rest of the sentence. No, no, I am not going to be a dictator. I'm going to manage like we did. We were so successful that the country was coming together. It was actually coming together and coming together well. It was a beautiful thing to see, and we're going to do that again. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, now, now you heard what he really said completely, and I watched that Hannity clip. You can pull it up for yourself, family. And listen to what he said, okay? But what does the heel do? They cut it off right when he said he's going to be a dictator. And then they cut the tape. He said for one day, and he's going to do two things. This is what he told Hannity. He's going to close the border, and he's going to drill, baby, drill. And that audience broke out into applause. With Hannity, just like you just heard on this one with some other people from Fox. You see? But what does the heel do? They cut it. And then they go into another area of propaganda. The second piece that they played on the heel is exactly the same thing. They cut the footage and then give you what they want him to have said, and they've been doing this over and over and over again because it's a part of Joe Biden's campaign strategy, okay? This is politics, and nobody do dirty politics. Nobody, you can talk all about the Republicans that you want. Nobody do dirty politics like the Democratic Party. Nobody, okay? Now, let me go back to this heel piece, because now I've gave you, or I've given you, uh, just a little microcosm of what Georgetown University represents, okay? And it represents the State Department and the CIA, and it ain't just started, okay? Uh, That's where they train you to be so-called diplomats. That's a cold word for intelligence asset, all right? Long history, and 
It's a Jesuit institution. Let's go back to the hill for the black woman. So this article is very interesting. So it begins, let me just read the first sentence. Um, Donald Trump is sparking fears among those who understand the inner workings of the Pentagon that he would convert the nonpartisan U.S. military into the muscular arm of his political agenda. So this is the criticism I have of this. Like, look, the 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 government should the 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 Pentagon, the military should be um, responsive to the person elected by the people to head our government. Now, of all these nonprofit organizations want to sue Trump for violating the law or do any of that, they are within their rights to do so. I hope every president or every political figure who violates the law is held to account. I have no problem with any of that. But a lot of this comes off as sounding to me like they're afraid he might actually do something with the legitimate political authority given to him, that they want the national security state and the military to operate solely divorced from political considerations. And that sounds to me like, you know, what if Trump says we're not continuing the war in Ukraine, but the military wants to continue the war in Ukraine, but that's not going to be heated. I don't know, Robert, that sounds like a lot of projection to me. I'm not getting that at all from this article. The article is, state, is referencing very specific concerns. For example, Trump's lawyers have just put forward a theory in his uh, one of his um, election fraud uh, insurrection cases that he has the legal authority to do anything that he wants to do if it's in service of uh, the presidency without immunity, uh, with, with presidential immunity, up into and including uh, ordering hits of his political opponents. So the argument, you know, they're making this argument, it's presidential immunity, it's presidential immunity, and um, the government lawyer says, well, there are things that you can do within your authority as your president that we all would understand would be illegal. So as a president who has the right to order um, um, the intelligence agencies to assassinate leaders, etc. What if you inflicted that on one of your political rivals? And his lawyer said that he has the right to do that. He obviously is even in those cases to begin with because he's being charged with trying to uh, undermine the election results in seven states across this country by leaning on election officials to find the votes and by submitting fake slates of electors to Congress. The kinds of things that are mentioned in this article that people are concerned about, they say nothing about the war in Ukraine or the war in Israel or him just going up against the deep state blob, which I also have criticized repeatedly. They're specifically saying they're worried that he is going to use, even the quote that we read in our, in our restarting this segment, that he's going to use his authority to lean on the military to advance his individual political goals, not the goals that Congress votes and decides on, but to stage a military coup. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused as to what the problem is with legal organizations and the like simply readying themselves for that, that possibility. If it doesn't happen and they are premature and they're being alarmist, well, then great, nothing's lost. If it does happen, I don't quite see the concern about them readying themselves for it. Yeah, I have, again, I have no problem or concerns about them doing legal advocacy organizations are going to do those kinds of things. And again, we should, the idea that Trump's um, authority, that any president's authority is unlimited and can't be challenged, they can do whatever they want, is laughable and should be fought and should be curbed at the level of the courts every time. Um, I saw a chart the other day, I can't quite remember who shared it on social media, showing that when, a, when there's a Democrat in the White House, the government employees um, are overwhelmingly Democrats. When a Republican is in 
power there are it, it goes back a little bit but it's 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 uh, there's still there's still more democrats so the the frustration for MAGA people the concern about people who actually want a trump agenda is that he's thwarted by career civil service employees including at the national security level and intelligence officials who will stop him from implementing the policies that he he should be able to implement as the winner of the election if he were to win the election. Not that he should assassinate people or get off scot-free for for if he committed election-related crimes or anything else. I, I, you know, he's not going to get off scot-free for those things, and he shouldn't. It's about, but it's about whether a Republican president can actually implement an agenda that they were brought to government to implement, regardless of like whether I like it or not. But that it should be our, it should be chosen democratically rather than have this cabal of people who are permanently, I mean, the deep state, that's what we're calling it, the I, deep state. I'm confused again, because this article and what's being described as a cabal are a bunch of independent non-government organizations, Georgetown Law or whatever, a government a school of government or whatever, coming up with policy papers and the like to guard against certain event, uh, possibilities, like Donald Trump trying to stay in office beyond another four-year term, like him trying to ignore election results, like him trying to assassinate his political enemies. You can think those are far, far-fetched mm-hmm. possibilities, and that's fine. But what we're talking about here is not the idea that government is not going to do their jobs and follow the um, decision-making of Congress and the president if Donald Trump wins another term. What's being discussed here is whether or not the executive director of institution for constitutional advocacy and protection at Georgetown Law has a right to want to guard the Constitution and advocate for the protection of the Constitution at Georgetown Law. I, I don't see what's so conspiratorial or inappropriate about that. Well, I, I, uh, my alarm bells are going off when I read the Pentagon and the nonpartisan U.S. military. Whoever the president is, they are the commander-in-chief of the U.S. military. It, is, it should be Congress's role to make foreign policy and 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 then to instruct the president to carry that out. Unfortunately, Congress has largely um, outsourced that role to the executive branch itself in ways that I think are dubiously constitutional. But um, but here we are. So no, I don't. It's again, it's fine if the the nonprofit, the constitutional organizations want to. Um, I, I, they, they will. Like they're doing that. I and mean, he's being held accountable in what 91 indictments, criminal proceedings. There's an Sam, I gotta stop it right here. I, I could go I I could address every single point that these two propagandists are making. Because the truth of the matter is, and this was all over the media a couple of days ago, with headlines that I saw pointing to the fact that what Georgetown and these so called NGOs were doing, fearing uh, by uh, putting their people in uh, areas of government that they have no authority. Georgetown is not a branch of the government. It's a woke university. Okay? So what they're talking about doing is starting a coup before the president takes office by putting their people in place. And if you notice, he labeled it the deep state. The thing that she claims that she don't like, he called it the deep state because that's what they've been doing. And we got a clear example of that with these politicians uh, uh, in Ukraine, right, who basically said they heard somebody say that Trump said this, and they didn't even want to tell you 
who the people were that supposedly heard this, but they're going to impeach him over it, and we're going to show you, we're going to pray for you why they wanted to get him out of the way. And Ukraine was the pressure point that they used to attempt to impeach him. Okay? Now, uh, so it's amazing that the black woman here says it's fine that Georgetown University and these so-called academicians interfere with the workings of the government. You can monitor the government. You have the right to do that. The other piece about his attorneys talking about he could assassinate people, that was a hypothetical, okay, saying that he has immunity from prosecution. Case in point, let's go to a real instance where this actually happened. We know the Clintons were killing people left and right, right? We know the Bushes were killing people left and right. No problem. Blowing up aircraft. But we know these things because many of these things have been written about and that these were operatives of the deep state, the CIA, who basically wanted to clean up their mess. I mean, it's happened everywhere and over and over. But they were using a hypothetical to point out that this man had immunity from prosecution when they should have used the example of Barack Obama bombing this young boy uh, and his daddy, Al Awalaki, who was a CIA agent. He was a double agent, actually. Okay? And Obama killed his son, who was a U.S. citizen, dropped a bomb on him to kill his daddy. That's a fact that actually happened. But do you think they was going to bring Barack Obama up on murder charges? No, they only talked about it in the media. They never gave it a, a thought. Forget a second thought. They never gave it a first thought about bringing Barack Obama up on charges. Okay, so Trump's attorneys use a hypothetical showing that even in those circumstances he would be given uh, immunity because Obama wasn't prosecuted. And, of course, the Clintons ain't never been prosecuted about nothing, and they got more dead bodies around them than a funeral home, damn near a graveyard. Okay, so, again, these people, you've got to be real careful. The Hill is supposed to be alternative media, right? But as I showed you at the beginning of this video, they cut the tape, play the whole statement. Matter of fact, in both cases, play the whole statement. And your conclusion will change based on hearing all of what was said. This is why censorship is so dangerous. And I find it quite interesting that the Democratic Party i.e. the deep state, i.e. the Zionist movement, is attempting to render free speech obsolete. And the thing that basically carried them was the propaganda that they were able to put out there in 2020, right? All that propaganda with fake intelligence coming out, talking about Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, was Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. 
when they had had the damn thing for over a year and already knew that it was real. And remember, family, even the corpse came out hollering and screaming, talking about 51 51 intelligence agency is Russian propaganda. That was done on the debate stage with Chris Wallace moderating. Chris Wallace is the very definition of a deep state media operative. Okay? Uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he's a Zionist Jew. We know he's Jewish, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised that he's a Zionist. Let's go back to this video. Efforts to keep him off the ballot right now, not to let you be able to vote on whether you'd want him to be uh, president at a time where, um, you know, he's he's wildly in the lead to actually have the Republican nomination. Um, these same legal groups are trying to prevent you from being able to vote for him. So I have no, I'm I'm well, not worried not, about wait a minute. It's not these same legal groups. These are specific legal groups that are being cited in this article that are guarding against specific eventualities. There are other legal groups, and, and frankly, not legal. There are states that have decided um, not to bar Donald Trump from the ballot, ballot because they decided that he's an ineligible. The, the conflating all of these parties like this, I don't think is accurate or fair because it makes you think because I disagree with one thing, I have to disagree with another. I think it's perfectly reasonable to say that it's, it's premature at the very least for states to be barring Donald Trump from the ballot when there hasn't been a trial court decision as to whether or not he actually committed an insurrection in 2020. It's a very different thing to use that to impugn, you know, government scholars, legal scholars, whatever, at various academic institutions who are looking at the history and looking at some of the statements that Donald Trump has made. Donald Trump has to owe that it's not a conspiracy because people are reacting negatively to him saying, I will be a dictator on day one repeatedly. Now, family, do you think for one moment that she didn't, uh, she doesn't know the other part uh of that little conversation where Trump says he wants to be a dictator for one day to close the border and drill, baby, drill. Do you think she don't know that? But yet she comes right back and repeats the propaganda. And saying, I plan to be president for four years and more. He could very easily clear those things up and conduct himself in a way that wouldn't invite these kinds of charges. But given that he has said those things, I fail to see what the harm is and people who have expertise in preventing a military coup and preventing the kind of undemocratic and illegal um, uh, acts that would usurp democratic uh, rule in this country from preventing that from happening. I, I, mean, I, fail, I fail to understand what, the, understand what the problem is unless you're trying to make a preemptive argument that Donald Trump is allowed to lean on the military to do a coup. No, he's not allowed to lean on the military to do a coup. He's allowed to implement policy and have the military actually listen. Right. The military should be does. more responsible. But that's not what this article is about. This article, they specifically say, now bracing for Trump's uh, potential return, a loose network, new slit net, sorry, loose knit network of public interest groups and lawmakers is quietly devising plans to try to foil any efforts to expand the presidential power, which could include pressuring the military to cater to his political needs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, they go on to say some lawmakers and pro-democracy advocates worry that maybe nothing's stopping a president from mobilizing the military to intervene in elections, police American streets, or quash domestic protests. Certainly, I don't think that you are supportive of a president or anybody using the military to quash 
free speech rights and domestic protests or to intervene in democratic elections. So if we're all on the same page that we don't want people to do that, there's an argument that says, well, it's alarmist to to believe that Trump would do that, and people can debate whether or not you should take some of these statements that he's made seriously. But if you don't think he's going to do it, then I'm failing to see the harm of, again, non-government, lawmakers, uh, people at these think tanks, you know, Georgetown School of Government or whatever, from simply laying out what options exist for the people to restore democracy if Donald Trump acts on his threat, frankly, to be a dictator on day one or perhaps thereafter. Right. The, the Trump supporters' position is that it is those very people who are the threat to democracy, given the efforts and the arguments they've made to keep Trump himself off the ballot and to wall off all of government from having to follow what he would do if he were returned to power. Bill. You see, Tim, the last time I said... The role of the, a group of people is called the, a system of checks and balances, which is why the country is broken up into three pieces uh, outside of the whole Masonic slash uh, a biblical uh, slash metaphysical meaning of the number three and what that represents, which is why this country always uh, – breaks up systems into groups of three, okay? Executive, legislative, and judicial. If Trump went out there and assassinated any American citizen, that now becomes the purview, just like what they're talking about, of the Congress, the House and the Senate, the legislative body. They have the authority and the power to bring him up on charges, okay, and remove him through a process called impeachment, all right? And the irony of the whole thing is that ain't nobody killed like these damn Democrats. Look at what's going on all over the world, okay? What they're really saying is they're going to turn loose their thugs. If he wins the election And you're going to have riots All over the city Even with illegals So they're going to create the pretext That when Orange Man declares A state of emergency Based on these things That he's violating the law How dare you call out the military To quash The mass looting that's going on in 15 or 20 cities at the same time, like we saw uh, with Antifa and Black Lives Matter, based on a washed-up crackhead, okay? If the policeman murdered him, and now there's all kind of questions about it, I'm talking about George Floyd, then those police, in any case where they murder black people or anybody else, ought to be prosecuted and asses put in jail. You don't get to go and kill 20-some other people and burn and loot and destroy because you disagree that somebody got killed. And I'm including myself in that. No. For the system to function, police have to be held accountable for the things that they do just like you and me. Okay? So these people, as you heard, family, 
she went back and repeated again the cutoff point. I just find it distressing that this is a black woman sitting there putting out this propaganda. When I just let you heard for yourself what the man said, and I can pull up the Hannity piece if you want to hear that, okay? No problem, because I've seen it. All right? It just goes to show you, family, here in 2024, with all of the data that we've played, what's really behind what's going on. Somebody's attempting to, in fact, using that fake feminine energy to, in fact, neutralize the metaphysical finality of the black feminine infinity. It's mind-blowing. And that's why, family, if you notice, almost every single episode, we come with the, uh, the behavior of black women, and we come with the pedophile, the thing that they're working to keep in place. I'd be damned if they don't know anything about any of this. I'd be damned. Okay? Now, Sister Bev, have you, you joined us yet? Okay. You still not there? So we're going to go here. All right? Again, family, I think you'll find this quite interesting. Okay? That's why, family, notice, notice now. At the beginning of the year, 2024, what's the first thing that drops outside of that lesbian at Harvard University, the president, uh, Claudine Gay? How the hell she get that last name? Claudine Gay. And then I finally see a picture of his sister, and she looks like a grown-up version of Urkel. Absolutely unbelievable. Here's, here's their, uh, their parents. Check this out, family. The Biden Justice Department and FBI is hiding hard drives, videos, and photographic material belonging to Jeffrey Epstein and intelligence agencies documenting their abuse of children. At the beginning of the year, the judgment is drop the information on Jeffrey Epstein. Okay? So we got the pedophiles and the black women who are benefiting from the pedophilia. Not all of them, but too many. Oh, by the way, family, this is from um, uh, The People's Voice. The People's Voice. Uh, Of course, you can just pull up The People's Voice on Rumble. According to an FBI source, the evidence is damning and implicates a number of extremely powerful world leaders. 
However, the mainstream media is covering up the real story in favor of misleading the masses with nothing burgers about pointless details from the newly released Epstein court documents. So what is the real story? It involves corrupt law enforcement and compromised pedophile politicians, and it lays bare the dark heart and satanic agenda of the global elite. Before we dive in, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and join the People's Voice Local community to support the channel and gain access to exclusive and uncensored content. The big news from the Epstein court documents release is that Bill Clinton likes his girls young. Let's face it, that's not really news. We've known for years that the Clintons are guilty as sin and deeply compromised. Uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems. That was presidential candidate Trump in 2015. And he was right. Bill Clinton, the man who famously likes them young, does have a lot of problems caused by Epstein's famous island. I was raped three times a day sometimes. And I was not the only girl on that island. There was a constant stream of girls being raped over and over and over again. And yes, Ghislaine must die in prison because I've been in hell and back for the last 17 years. I was 10 years old when the sign was being trafficked. I was 10. She was 10 years old. That was Sarah Ransom, one of Jeffrey Epstein's child sex trafficking victims, who told a court that she made copies of tapes showing VIP elites raping and killing children and committing other heinous crimes. Sarah Ransom's deposition has revealed that Epstein made several tapes of some of his most powerful and wealthy friends. And due to their extremely sensitive nature, she made copies and stored them in secure locations all over the world. Ransom goes on to claim that the footage she saw will haunt me for the rest of my life and that the faces of the two men are clearly visible. She didn't identify those men in court, stating that she would be dead inside a week if she named the super VIP household names in court. However, secrets can't be kept forever. The truth always manages to find a way out. Reports from tech forums reveal that Sarah Ransom's videos have begun circulating on the dark web. According to reports, these videos feature VIP elites drinking children's blood and engaging in satanic ritual sacrifice. We've got more on that later, including video footage. I have to warn you, it's appalling. The global elites are sicker than you can possibly imagine. But first, an important word from our sponsor. The manufactured energy crisis is causing our bills to rise at a historic rate. And there's no... Okay, family, let me fast forward on this commercial. All right. Get this out the way. And, oh, by the way, when the stuff came out, when the Epstein papers uh, were released, Bill Clinton was in Mexico on vacation. Okay? Uh, absolutely mind-blowing. Okay? So he was out of the light, so no media could ask him any questions. And I told you, the video that I saw dealing with that basically had Orange Man all over the video and showed Bill Clinton and mentioned him one time. It, it's absolutely, you see, you can't miss this stuff. There's no way you can miss it. All right? So now, 
Let me go here. Let's go back to the video. It's in years before now. I've had story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia. Down Epstein and Clinton. Mainstream media could have taken down Epstein and Clinton years before now. I've had this story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different. This is Amy Robot, uh, the ABC News anchor. I'm sure some of you have already seen this. Talking about all the information that they had on Bill Clinton and his connection to Jeffrey Epstein because they interviewed uh, – more than one woman, a young girl, who had been raped uh, by these people. Like the prior woman said, she was raped seven times a day. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in it because of the plane. So she told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to her. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations that I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We, it was a, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying, like, oh, like we, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. The next important point in the Epstein rabbit hole is understanding that he was an intelligence asset. The mainstream media, themselves in bed with the intelligence agencies, will never admit this fact to the sheeple, but at this stage it's an open secret. Here is Epstein's former colleague, Mossad agent Ari Ben Menashe, who says Epstein was brought into the game by Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell, who was also working for the government agency. Well, Ehud Barak was um, at some point head of military intelligence in Israel, um, and uh, he apparently was very friendly with Epstein, and uh, yeah, he probably would have known about it. The problem, Mary, with your accusations and allegations are that you're not providing any evidence that Israel was part of uh, running Jeffrey Epstein. Well, again, again, Maxwell was working for Israel. The Epstein was working for Maxwell at the time, and he was introduced to Maxwell's daughter, and they were introduced to Israeli intelligence. Epstein was visited by former Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak many times, many, many times, at least 36 times according to the court documents. And the Israelis have a knack of locating priceless blackmail material on the world's most powerful people. How did Netanyahu have access to the Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky tapes? Because Jeffrey Epstein was a Mossad asset, collecting video evidence against politicians. And he used those blackmail tapes to help Israel push through American policy that Israel wanted. Epstein blanketed his mansions with surveillance cameras in the corner of every single room. He had a secret control room in the basement of his Upper East Side mansion, 
where he could personally monitor every single camera. When federal agents busted open a safe belonging to Epstein in a 2019 raid, they found video and photographic evidence of the abuse of minors. The videos and photographs were meticulously labeled with the names of both the adult perpetrator and the child victim. Yet this evidence was not entered into evidence by the FBI and has since been lost according to authorities. How convenient. And you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Mossad is blackmailing a majority of politicians in the US government. If you're still not convinced that world leaders and politicians are pedophiles who are being blacklisted by the global elite to sell out their own people in favor of a global agenda, how about the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell's sister serves as a close advisor to Klaus Schwab at the WEF? Just another coincidence? Listen to what Representative Tim Burchett of Tennessee has to say about that. And too many of my colleagues, I'm afraid, are compromised uh, in this area for whatever reason. Somebody just whispered in their ear today, you don't want something to come out on something else. You better keep your mouth shut on this. And that's exactly what they've done. And, um, and it continues to go, whether it's the honeypot that the Russians used to use or something worse, I don't know. But, but it's clearly, you see that up and down the line. You see good conservatives vote for liberal policies. And frankly, you see some liberals occasionally that will vote for something else. So obviously the, um, the Congress has been compromised and this continues on through the White House, through the Justice Department. It's a, the trash can is very deep. It's not, a, it's not, a, it, hey, it, not a swab, it's an open sewer. He's not wrong. The global elite are engaged in satanic blood rituals, and they are obsessed with children, placentas, and fetuses. Footage has emerged of Peter Nygaard, Canadian fashion mogul and friend of Jeffrey Epstein, haggling with young women for their period blood and placentas to use in satanic transhumanist ritual ceremonies. <laughs> So, girls, 
for a hundred dollars to pay you for your
but I can tell you for a fact, we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year, uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that, as I'm allowed to tell you. So she gives the impression that Jeffrey Epstein is still alive. Now, that could, in fact, be the case. But I'm going to tell you right now, knowing how these people work, she says you're going to hear more from Jeffrey Epstein uh, shortly. What she's actually doing is playing the media game. She don't want to tell you that some of the tapes, she probably had access to some of the video or audio. And she just rubbing her hands like a fly on some stuff, okay? Uh, just waiting to be probably one of the first to play that uh, those recordings. But she's giving the impression that Epstein is still alive. Is America's most prolific pedophile still alive and being protected by the Biden DOJ and the mainstream media? Here at The People's Voice, we are determined to hold these globalist criminals accountable for their vile crimes against children. But we need your help. Spread this video far and wide to help... Again, family, it's the hidden stuff that's right in front of our faces. Right in our faces. Okay? And again, I find it all interesting that these two points of view or these two positions are so relevant at the beginning of 2024. We ain't even two weeks in. Well, we just at two weeks in. And this ain't the end of it, family. This is only the beginning. Uh, because as we told Judge uh, Joe Brown, now is the time to tell the truth. That's all. Don't make up nothing on anybody. Don't lie on anybody. It's not necessary. Nor do the times indicate that that's what people want, okay? People want the truth. So let me take you back just for a minute here. Uh, Sister Bev, I'm glad you joined us. Have you been listening to the program? <laughs> I've been listening all the time. Excellent, excellent. So I ain't got to that's how that's No, I'm in, I've been here. And that's how come uh, Cat William blow, blowed up. So, because he is all about telling the truth. That is correct. And since he did that, you got people coming out the woodwork blowing the whistle in the entertainment yeah. industry. Yeah. I, I, I'm not afraid to say they're pointing the fingers at and putting out stuff that I never knew. Yeah. Okay. But the people that they are outing, you don't hear nothing coming back from them. Okay, nothing. Yeah. Because guess what, family? Jamie Foxx was videotaping a lot of them parties, and uh, Diddy was videotaping a lot of them parties, too. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, so just like Jeffrey Epstein, they get all this video implicating themselves and others, right? And it's just 
it reminds me of this, family. Let me take you back for a little bit, Sister Bear. We got a, a couple more pieces here. You might recall this. A mainstream journalist and close friend of John. Again, this is the people's voice. Let me start it over. A mainstream journalist and close friend of John Podesta, who bragged about debunking Pizzagate, has been arrested on a slew of sickening child sex charges. Slade Somer, editor-in-chief at The Recount and friend of former Hillary Clinton campaign chair John Podesta, was arrested last month for raping multiple toddlers and babies. Despite the mainstream media claiming that Pizzagate is nothing more than a debunked conspiracy theory, numerous mainstream journalists and figures connected to the elite pedophiles have been arrested in recent times for the very crime they supposedly debunked. The mainstream media are desperate to cover up this news, so we are here to fill you in with all the details. On October the 17th, during a search at Soma's residence in Otis, the Berkshire Law Enforcement Task Force confiscated a phone containing hundreds of child pornography images and videos. Among the disturbing contents, the task force found a video allegedly recorded by Soma of a minor being raped, according to the Berkshire Eagle. Soma's collection of homemade child porn shows kids as young as three or four years old. But it gets even worse. Along with thousands of depraved photos, police also found text messages that were sent by Soma that shared details on how to kidnap and rape a child. Those troubling conversations, according to Berkshire Assistant District Attorney Marion Shelby, added a level of extreme cruelty to the case. Shelby told the rap that this is one of the most egregious cases she's ever seen. Remember, this was one of the mainstream journalists who was heavily pushing the lie that Pizzagate is a debunked conspiracy theory. This is the level of corruption and evil we're dealing with in the mainstream media. Perhaps the most interesting thing about Slade Stoma's arrest is the network of mainstream media creeps that has been exposed. As Liz Crokin reported, one of Slade Soma's last posts before he was arrested is a retweet from fellow Pizzagate denier and paedophile protector Ben Collins. Soma was also celebrated by BuzzFeed in an out-deleted article for talking sexually with fourth-grade children. But perhaps the most damning aspect of the whole story is Slade Soma's connection with John Podesta, the man at the centre of the Pizzagate scandal. Bill Gates has spent hundreds of millions of dollars on funding mainstream media outlets all over the world, turning them into propaganda mouthpieces for the globalist agenda. An investigation by the independent outlet Mint Press reveals that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation distributed $319 million in just one year in the form of over 30,000 individual grants to media outlets and fact-checkers. Major mainstream news outlets, including CNN, NBC, The Atlantic, The Financial Times, and BBC, are all beneficiaries of Gates' funding. None of these outlets provide any notification to the audience that they are bought and paid for by Bill Gates. And Gates is one of Epstein's well-known super VIP friends. After this quick break, we'll explain why the media are desperately working to kill stories like this and discredit anybody who dares to report on them. But first, an important message from our sponsor. Okay, let me stop it right there. You want to say anything there before we go further? No, I'm listening. Okay, excellent, excellent. So, let's go here. Oh, still not here. the Clinton campaign riding high in the fake news polls, Tony Podesta let the mainstream media into his house 
to admire his art collection? Or was he actually rubbing our faces in it? Podesta had an installation in his living room celebrating one of Jeffrey Dahmer's underage murder victims. And yet, the mainstream media didn't ask any difficult questions. In fact, according to the Washington Post at the time, Tiny Podesta was counted among the nation's most important contemporary art collectors. Which is strange, considering all of Tony Podesta's so-called art seems to celebrate kidnapping, torturing, molesting, and killing children. And, and remember, family, let me add this, Sister Bear. You might recall that Tony Podesta, John Podesta's brother, was also implicated with, uh, what's the dude's name that was working for Trump? And they put him in jail? And they let Tony Podesta go? Because they said he was an unregistered foreign agent. Mm. They tried to lie on Orange Man, and he wouldn't do it. Help me out, family, with his name. Okay? He was put in prison, and they let Tony Podesta go. And they were business partners working for the same organization. Okay? Because they wanted dudes to basically lie on Orange Man, and he wouldn't do it. Oh, what's his name? Y'all know who I'm talking about, so let me go on. Maybe I'll think of his name by the time we come back. Years before WikiLeaks published John Podesta's personal emails, revealing his interest in the darkest crime scene to man, Andrew Breitbart went on the record asking, what's in your closet, John Podesta? This is a concerted effort. This is a concerted effort. Politics of personal destruction. Fuck you, John Podesta. All right, well, you see where I'm coming from. Okay. This is Breitbart talking to another media person. Yeah. When I fuck, when I that's because I am interested in this ongoing whatever the hell they're doing. What's in your closet, John Podesta? Whatever the hell they're doing. What's in your closet, John Podesta? Big Podesta, Big Soros, do you want us to play these games? Because we're playing to win. What did Andrew Breitbart know? We'll never know because he died of a heart attack in 2012 at the age of 43. Fast forward four years and the People's Voice had the huge scoop that there was evidence of pedophile code words used in emails from John Podesta released by WikiLeaks. Numerous emails from the chairman of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign strangely referred to food items such as pasta, cheese, pizza, and ice cream. In bizarre ways, the FBI warned, are used as secret language by pedophiles to avoid detection. For anyone who hasn't been paying attention, the elites are heavily into pedophilia and Satanism because these are the ways for them to first prove they are sociopathic enough to be trusted with great crimes. Second, prove that they can trust each other despite being sociopaths. Third, they all have dirt on each other. Fourth, satanic ritual abuse is also used to create controllable split personalities, like in the Manchurian candidates. And fifth, Lucius needs his Lush. But the people are waking up to the truth, and John Podesta is being hounded by questions about Pizzagate. Okay, so you've talked a lot about Trump, his administration, Clinton, the election. I'm wondering if you can address some of the controversies or maybe just conspiracy theories tied to you, your brother, and the Podesta group. So whether that's your personal email leak as it relates to Pizzagate, the undisclosed 75,000 shares of stock you received from the Kremlin, potentially violating financial disclosure laws, 
Uranium One being a client of the Podesta Group, why your brother left the Podesta Group after facing criminal inquiry. As an inspiring person in politics, I'm curious as to how you're dealing with all of these accusations. Thank you. This is how the alt-right does fake news. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and it's personally painful because a lot of this is really total bullshit. And I am sick of the, you know, I mean, I have been, my, my family and I have been put through this Pizzagate bullshit uh, from, from, for now for a year, uh, which has been totally debunked, by the way. He's wrong. Pizzagate has not been debunked, not in any real sense of the word. Not when the people who did the debunking turned out to be the pedophiles in on the game. And Slade Soma isn't the first mainstream journalist arrested on child sex charges after previously boasting about debunking Pizzagate. James Gordon Meek, a 10-year-old veteran reporter at ABC News, who also bragged about debunking Pizzagate, is facing life in prison after being convicted of a sickening array of child sex crimes. CNN producer John Griffin, who produced numerous segments debunking Pizzagate for Chris Cuomo's show, was sentenced to 19 years in prison in June for a slew of sickening child sex crimes in Vermont. And it's not just the reporters and producers, it's the executives too. The newspaper that led the way in covering up the Pizzagate scandal was run by the man who helped protect notorious UK paedophile Jimmy Savile. Mark Thompson, who was the New York Times CEO at the time, was previously Director General of the BBC. At the time, the UK's most prolific paedophile, Jimmy Savile, raped hundreds of children and murdered countless others while working for the BBC. He's now Chairman and CEO of CNN Worldwide. It's fair to say that the Pizzagate debunkers are lacking in credibility. He's now at CNN, President of CNN Worldwide. And remember, Bill, we said mm-hmm. CNN, CNN. Yeah. And, and everything he's talking about, we talked about it years ago when it was happening. We went into it much deeper. Yeah. Uh, uh, all the way to the dude. Now, his name escapes me now, but remember they had – when they arrested him, he had two girls uh, chained in a hidden hidden compartment in his basement that they never found until the girls came up dead. Mm. Uh, Jacques uh, Dutroux, Dutroux, he then went on to implement several judges as well as police and politicians. Okay, Dutro. Well, that dude was connected to Savile. And you might remember there, Savile was so hideous that he wore the eyeball of one of the victims because he was raping mm. corpse little children. He would go and visit the children under the guise of being a comedian and caring about children, and he would actually rape them when they died down in the morgue. Mm-hmm. How this business yeah. of taking one eyeball and having a ring made out of it that he wore proudly. This dude was knighted and was the best friend of so-called King Charles, your so-called current king. And to the pastos resistance was that he would request the skin of the children, I'm talking Jimmy Savile, and he would have shoes made out of the skin of the children 
He was in Buckingham Palace uh, more than the Queen. John Podesta was wrong. Pizzagate has not been debunked. On the contrary, the evidence for Pizzagate continues to mount. Steely have now become so shameless in attempting to force their worldview on the masses that Elon Musk has been forced to take legal action against the George Soros nonprofit. Elon Musk has announced plans to file a thermonuclear warsuit against Media Matters, threatening to destroy their ability to continue censoring evidence of an elite pedophile ring involving major politicians and world leaders. According to Elon Musk, the discovery and depositions will be glorious to behold. Media Matters for America is run by David Brock, a notorious Clinton operative funded by George Soros. And flaming homosexual, not only that family, but you might recall at the time of Pizzagate, uh, he was dating the owner of Comet Pizza, whose name is James Alephantis. James Alephantis. When you unscramble the name Alephantis, what you get is Satan life. Satan life. James Alephantis. Who is tasked with censoring social media of conservative and independent voices. Media Matters is one of the most prolific censors on the internet and has been instrumental in keeping Pizzagate suppressed and hidden from the public view. There is so much information that's been censored from the public. Here is a photo released by WikiLeaks featuring John Podesta and a team of adults wearing the same clothes. There is also a young girl, the only person in the room wearing different clothes, looking traumatized. There are many people who say this is a photo of Madeleine McCann, who disappeared on the evening of the 3rd of May 2007 from her bed in a holiday apartment in the result of the Algarve region of Portugal, sparking what one newspaper called the most heavily reported missing person case in modern history. Her whereabouts remain unknown. It just so happens that John and Tony Podesta were in the area at the time. This is the $1 million mansion belonging to Clement Freud, a grandson of Sigmund Freud, that sits only a third of a mile from where Madeline was abducted. While searching for their daughter, the McCanns were invited to this house many times by Freud. How about that family? Sigmund Freud uh, wrote about having sex with his mama. Mm-hmm. And then his granddaughter, uh, 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 who became a so-called psychotherapist, was having sex with her uh, female client. She was a lesbian. Okay? Her daddy was the dude, Bev, I'm, I'm running a blank on his name again. I got the dude's books here. I recommend people read his books. He's the he's really the father of, of the whole psychological and social environment that we exist in today. He lived to be 100 years old. Okay? Ah, he wrote the book Propaganda. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember names no more. I see it with that little mustache, Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, family. Edward Bernays. Thank you, Ted. Edward Bernays. Edward Bernays' daughter, right, 
Now, Edward Bernays took uh, uh, took the psychology of Sigmund Freud and transplanted it into this country at the beginning of the 20th century, okay? And he was responsible for the total makeover of this country socially, okay? We've been living in this psychological framework since then. His daughter was a lesbian and was raping her clients. Now, that stuff goes all the way to the 60s, where all of a sudden, seeing a psychiatrist became a chic thing. We've discussed this before, okay? And up to the 20s, uh, the, the 2020s, now where everybody got a therapist, and they've inundated the educational system with therapists, psychologists, who are the basic foundation of the changing of the laws through the DSM, okay, uh, and redefining words so that they mean something totally different today than what their origin had them to mean. So all of this stuff is a byproduct of Edward Bernays, right, these weird, uh, insane so-called psychologists uh, through Sigmund Freud, or Sigmund Freud, as we like to call him, because he took ancient comedic science. You can go and do any research on this dude, Freud, and you'll find that he worshipped ancient Egypt, Kemet. But he took their knowledge just like these other Zionist Jews and reshaped it and reclassified it and created something totally different. That's why sex magic is at the top of the heap. We ain't going to deal with it today. We're going to come back and deal with it next week, family. Okay? How they fit into this whole sex magic thing. Well, now you and begin they, to yeah. why sex is at the top of the heap and everything that they do today. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Beth. No, I mean, that's where they did, that's where they got it from. They got it from Randolph Beverly, and they took they took it and, and flipped it. That is and, correct. Because it's very powerful, but they used it for their, you know, their ways of doing things. It closes the loop on the Trinity. When yeah. the male and female get together, they create the child. That's the original Trinity. That's yeah. basically physical for the atoms, okay? For the atoms. You think it's a coincidence that these Christians named the first two people Adam and Eve? Yeah, they're talking about your Adam in your body. Yeah, They ain't exactly. talking about no man named Adam. That is correct. And that Eve represents the evolution, the evolving of Adam. Yeah. Getting yeah. together. Okay? This thing is much more than a notion, but the important thing is somebody hijacked all that and rewrote the script. Yeah. Okay. So now they raping Adam. Okay? Little boys. And it's at the top of their re- religious dogma. You think that Jeffrey Nygaard 
is the only one that wants that blood from these black people? No. She ain't the only one. Let's go back to this family. Claiming it would get them out of the glaring media, police in Suffolk have confirmed that the now-known pedophile Clement Freud was out of the country when Madeline was abducted. However, his home had been loaned to two friends of his, John and Tony Podesta. Portugal police released EFIT images of suspects wanted for questioning, which bore an uncanny resemblance to the Podesta brothers. And if those two images are not damning enough, take a look at this sketch of the alleged possible accomplice. However, these were important people at the time, friends and colleagues of the Clintons and Jeffrey Epstein, and the police investigation in Portugal were quickly pushed in different directions. As we noted earlier, Maddie's whereabouts are still unknown. When the idea was first floated that there was a massive pedophile ring at the highest levels of power, it was almost unanimously rejected by the mainstream media and the people alike. Nobody wanted to believe that such a deviant and degenerate collective could exist in the modern world, let alone in the United States. Yet as more evidence was released through WikiLeaks and the tireless research by the alternative community, the true sinister depths of the crimes of the elite began to materialize. The elite are far more evil than most people can possibly comprehend. Here is Barbara Marks Hubbard of the globalist elite World Future Society, slipping and admitting to eating babies. Now, Barbara Marks Hubbard was one of those people we mentioned as a one of the uh, early members of the World Future Society. She was a futurist, okay? What an evil, old, ugly-ass white woman. But she slips up uh, in this. She just died last year, as a matter of fact. May she rest in turmoil. Uh, But she just died last year. Here she is making a speech where she mentions eating babies. We are the first species on the face of this earth to be aware of evolution, to be aware that we are affecting our own evolution by everything that we do, the babies we eat, the food we eat, the wars we fight, the babies we eat. The Rock is also on camera joking that he likes to eat babies. Um, I eat uh, children. (laughs) (laughs) How old are you? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Okay, uh, only to ten. And Shia LaBeouf had a mental breakdown and admitted that Stephen... That was The Rock, in case you were wondering. You're wondering why he's so close to Oprah? And Spielberg likes to eat babies, too. Can you tell us a secret about Steven Spielberg? He eats babies. Whole babies. Spielberg's adopted daughter came out and implicated him. His own daughter. Said she wouldn't be caught dead with him. I think she's dead. She disappeared for a long period of time, but she came out and implicated him in raping uh, her and other young girls. And what did Spielberg do, Sister Bell? Who who did he marry? A black woman. Thank you, Sister Bell. Just checking. That's all. Just checking. Let's keep going. Jim Carrey a few years ago said that Hollywood elites eat children at Christmas. This goes all the way back to the old Canaanite religions, where families would sacrifice their own children to the demon god Baal and Moloch. 
the global elite who lock down our world, enslave us financially, and inject us with deadly mRNA gene therapies worship these ancient deities. This information has been scrubbed from the internet, but has long been part of human knowledge. There is an anthropological encyclopedia of human sacrifice, the Golden Bough, which is 100 years old and very well known. It's briefly glimpsed at the end of Apocalypse Now. Probably the most famous Satanist of all time, Aleister Crowley, once remarked that the most perfect sacrifice is a young boy of innocence and very high intelligence. But hey, I'm sure he was just joking like The Rock, Shia LaBeouf and Steven Spielberg were joking. Here at The People's Voice, we are determined to continue exposing the crimes of the elites, but we need your help. Subscribe to the channel, share this video far and wide. Okay, we don't need to hear all that. But uh, again, um, this is what I see orbiting around in the circles that I'm in. And you say, well, some of these things happened a few years back. Well. Uh, Ukraine didn't happen a few years back. Family, remember when Kanye, what's the name of the shoe company that he was connected to there? What was in shoes called? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. But Golly Ali is some kind of junk. Uh, I had never. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm just laughing. Go ahead. It was a clothing line as well, okay? When he busted out the Jews, they immediately, what's it, Galaga? Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's close to it. Yeah, Yeah, that's close to it. Anyway, the CEO of that company, remember, Bear, he was put in charge of refugee children from Ukraine, and he was a flaming homosexual. Okay. Uh, uh, Zelensky and his wife, they come out of that. They come out of the entertainment industry. And we, as we played for the family, he appeared in uh, S&M outfit playing the piano with his penis with other men. They were dressed in all black. All right. Like it was a a homosexual skit. I don't want to just call it homosexual because it was beyond that. It was S and M. Yeah. Like they want to put you in chains and put a ball in your mouth and whoop your ass and all this kind of stuff. That's well, probably what they piano. do. Well, he played the piano with his penis, but it went much deeper than that. Family. That's why they didn't want Orange Man. Looking in to Ukraine, okay, because that was like a shipment point for a lot of different things. Thank you, sir. Balenciaga. Yes, Balenciaga. That dude was put in charge of the children whose mother and father or parents had been killed or whatever and became orphaned in Ukraine. All right, and I know some of you may recall that there was a big outcry that Russia was stealing Ukrainian children. All right? Now, that's important because there was a journalist uh, a little more than a year ago who was telling the truth about what was going on in Ukraine, and he got arrested. His name was Gonzalo Lira. 
Okay, now I hope this does me some justice here. Uh, he's been in the Ukrainian jail for over a year until he became unalive just recently, dead. The Biden administration never said a word about releasing this man who was nothing more than a journalist. And now he's unalive. Well, there's a reason that he's unalive. And I'm going to let you hear it from his mouth, okay? This is uh, Mike. Oh, what's his name? Mike Adams, okay? This is Mike Adams on InfoWars earlier this week. He he has a video of Gonzalo Lira talking about what he found in Ukraine. Check this out, family. Whoa. It's off a mute. In particular, with questions about what's happening with Western civilization, are we past the point of rationality? In fact, what's going on right here, right now, in InfoWars, the studio today, and with Alex and the court case, I believe it's a microcosm of what's happening on the world stage. We're watching the suicide of the judicial system, in my opinion, right here in Austin, Texas. What they've done to Alex, in my opinion, is a kind of railroading, and it's an abandonment of the very pillars that keep society functioning. We cannot function as a nation if we don't have a fair and unbiased judicial system, if we don't have a functioning Sixth Amendment where people are able to present witnesses and evidence in their own defense or to testify on their own behalf. But that's just one small sign of what's actually happening in the world. So we're going to bring in Gonzalo Lira right now to talk about the bigger picture. We'll start with a little update on Russia and Ukraine, but the bigger picture from there. Mr. Lira, it's an honor to have you on. Thank you for joining us. I know you're you're late at night there in Ukraine, but thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. Well, Gonzalo, uh, I just want to let people know you're joining us from Kharkov, Ukraine. Uh, your audio and video may not be 100%, but it's, it's pretty solid. And I just want to ask yeah. people to have some patience with it because of your location right now. But uh, thank you very much. Absolutely. And first of all, let me say that uh, your work, Gonzalo, especially since Russia began the special military operation in Ukraine, your work has been so spot on that I jokingly tell my friends that, yeah, the U.S. State Department may be uh, blinking, but Gonzalo Lira has not blinked at all. So I think you're nailing it. That's very kind of you to say. Now, the the situation here in Ukraine is, is eminently predictable. And whatever they're saying in the West is uh, nonsense, quite frankly. Because what is happening right now is what everybody realized was going to happen six months ago, five and a half months ago when this uh, special military operation started, which is that Russia is winning. It's definitively winning. It is uh, the, the victory on the part of the Russians is overwhelming. And the people who are bleeding that the Russians are losing, that it's a static war and work, whatnot, they simply don't want to see reality. What's happened in the West is that people think that if you say something often enough, it will somehow change reality. But, you know, reality stays the same. Reality is real. And you can uh, create all kinds of narratives and spin any story that you want to, but the facts on the ground won't change. And the facts on the ground, insofar as the Zelensky regime is concerned, are catastrophic. 
the uh, Ukrainian armed forces are losing something between 500 and 1,000 soldiers a day, which is an astronomical number. And these numbers are increasing because, of course, what's happening is that the Zelensky regime forces are getting progressively weaker every day, whereas the Russians, they're just getting into the swing of things. You have to understand, when you look at the Russian army, when they went into the special military operation in, in late February, on February 24th, they didn't go in with their top-tier uh, equipment, their best tanks, their best missile systems, their best air defenses. They went in with their second tier, and a lot of analysts in the West had been wondering about that, and it was very obvious why, because the Russians knew that they could handle the Zelensky regime forces with their second-tier material, their second-tier tanks and whatnot, and they needed to keep on, keep hold of their top-tier equipment in case they had to go to war with NATO. But what happened, of course, is that NATO, the United States, the Pentagon, because that's what we're talking about. Whenever we talk about NATO, we're really talking about the Department of Defense, the Pentagon. And what happened was that they got a good look at what the Russians could do, and they realized that they were no part of it. Because in the United States, it's the State Department, and to a lesser extent, the Biden administration, that wants to go into Ukraine, fight, have U.S. soldiers fighting directly against the Russians. They're the ones who want this. It's the Department of Defense that does not want this because they know they'll lose. And, and this is a very bitter pill, uh, and a lot of people in the United States don't like this fact, but it's the truth. But Gonzalo, it's, the Russians... It's, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it, 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 you're absolutely correct, I believe, in what you said. It, it's not just that NATO and, and the State Department and, and the Pentagon realized that they would lose in this context, but that they are willing to sacrifice the lives of so many innocent Ukrainians. And my question to you, sir, is, you know, you've heard the phrase that NATO is willing to fight Russia to the last Ukrainian, which I believe is a crime against the people of Ukraine. But is it also at risk of expanding where NATO is willing to fight Russia to the last European? Yeah, well, that's what they actually did. Because, you see, all these sanctions, right, uh, uh, you have to understand, suppose this, suppose, you know, I, I say, you know, uh, uh, I don't like my local supermarket, and I'm not going to buy anything from the local supermarket because I'm going to punish them. Okay, well, who actually gets harmed by this? The supermarket? No, because the supermarket can find other customers. Me? I get harmed because I have to drive much farther away to buy the same uh, uh, products that I need because I need to eat. Okay, in the case of Europe, they need Russian gas. They need Russian oil. They re need Russian food because they do not produce enough gas, oil, food to supply themselves. And so what happened by imposing these sanctions, which they claim to work on other countries like Iran, uh, Venezuela, and whatnot, it, it actually never did. I mean, Cuba has been under sanctions for going on 60 years and it hasn't done anything to the Cuban leadership, although it certainly has harmed the Cuban people, right? Because these sanctions only hurt the people, the, the people at the top, the leaders of the country that are being sanctioned. They're not hurting at all. But anyway, sanctions only work for small countries. But for a big country like Russia, and it is big, it's a huge country. It has a population of 145 million people. And a lot of people say that, oh, its GDP is only the size of, like, Italy's or Spain or something like that. That's nominally accurate, but when you actually start looking into the fine, fine details, you realize that that's not the case. The Russian economy is actually the largest in Europe when you start actually measuring it. It's larger than Germany's or the UK's. 
And so what happens is that sanctions on Russia don't hurt the Russians because they have other buyers for their oil, for their gas, for their food, and Europe doesn't. And so by imposing these sanctions, the Europeans following uh, the American leadership of doing all these sanctions against Russia, the Europeans only hurt themselves. Germany, one of the best organized countries in the planet, is going to have rolling blackouts, they're not going to have enough heat for their people, and they are likely not going to have enough food this winter, which is insane, but it is because of these sanctions. From these Mr. Sanctions. Mr. Lillian, let me stop you right there. I want to get into that in much more detail, your predictions about what Germany is facing, because as people know, the Nord Stream 1 pipeline is currently running, I believe, at about 20%, and Gazprom is stating that they won't be able to get parts for it. But wait, wait, family. This ain't, this ain't the one. Uh, I, I apologize. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go forward here with uh, the tunnels, and I'm going to find that and queue it up because I want you to hear what he has to say specifically about the Democratic Party before he died, before he was murdered in prison. So let's go back to another piece dealing with the tunnels from the people's voice, okay? And then I'm going to queue up the other one with Gonzalo Lira because I want you to hear from his mouth what he had to say, and it's powerful. Sound. Okay, now. ...about secret tunnel systems involving prominent members of the global elite for years. Now evidence is emerging linking the illegal tunnel systems found beneath Crown Heights in Brooklyn with Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell and the Clinton Foundation. Disturbing video footage from New York City went viral earlier this week, revealing a small stained mattress being pulled from the tunnel that was discovered beneath a Crown Heights synagogue, where photographs show that, among other things, Children's mattresses and high chairs were located in the underground lair. A riot broke out and a dozen men were arrested at the New York City Synagogue that serves as the headquarters of the Orthodox Jewish Kabad Lubavitch movement when men tried to stop the NYPD and a team of construction workers from sealing off the illegal tunnel system dug beneath the building. While the media reported on elements of the story, they conveniently left out the parts that connect key members of the global elite to the ritual child abuse taking place. Before we dive in, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and join the People's Voice Locals community to support the channel, engage in our awesome community and gain access to exclusive and uncensored content. Mainstream media is determined to convince you that the tunnel system is purely innocent and fact checkers are forcing social media sites to delete viral threads exposing the secret tunnels to millions of people. There is just one problem for these charlatans. The people are waking up and demanding to know the truth. How's this for truth? The Chabad Lubavitch headquarters, with the tunnel system complete with bloodied small mattresses, books covered in blood, and children's high chairs, has close ties to Jeffrey Epstein and his child procurer, Ghislaine Maxwell. That's right. The synagogue, with a secret tunnel system underneath, also happens to be providing Jeffrey Epstein's child sex fixer with special privileges while she's in prison ensuring she receives the very best kosher food, which is costlier, and various other benefits. According to the mainstream media, this is just a wild coincidence. 
The media also doesn't want you to know that the Kabad Lubavitch headquarters has been linked to child sex abuse for decades. Herschel Pecker, a senior member who designed the Kabad's world-famous menorah, admitted in 1991 to doing, in his words, things that shouldn't be done to a five-year-old girl. This is probably a good time to mention that the Kabad Lubavitch Synagogue is also linked to the Clinton Foundation, with the two organizations sharing a history of working on so-called projects together, which have been announced on both of their websites over the years. Of course, the fact that Kabad Lubavitch headquarters is connected to the Clinton Foundation, which is itself connected to convicted child stealers, including Laura Silsby, who was found guilty of trafficking children from Haiti, well, the mainstream media want you to know that these facts are also nothing more than a series of wild coincidences. Keep in mind that both Epstein and Maxwell are on the record claiming they helped to launch the Clinton Foundation. Can you see how the dots are starting to connect? Eight million children go missing in the world every single year, and many of them end up trafficked by secret networks into the hands of elite pedophiles who run the world. After this quick break, we'll expose the secret rituals of the elite and explain what we can do to save the children. But first, an important message from our sponsor. The Global Elite's goal... Okay, let me stop it there for one second just to go back here and see if we got this queued up properly. Probably don't. Yeah, just make-believe, right? So, yes, Gonzalo, your comments and all that. Well, you know, it just parenthetically before I jump into that, I wanted to mention something that is deeply, deeply troubling to me, and, and uh, perhaps you've been covering it on your, on your show, or Alex has been covering it, uh, well, the, the thing is that there are more deaths and fewer births, and this trend is accelerating, and a lot of people are starting to notice it, and I think that people uh, who are listening to your broadcast should be paying attention to this. If, if, frankly, if there's anything that I can leave you with is this. Uh, uh, in different countries around the world, in the United Kingdom, in Italy, in Germany, in, in Taiwan, they are noticing that there is an increase of mortality up that's not Kent's man. To, uh, realize that something horrible is happening. And the people... I can't cure Every that. institution and nation must make it... The West, the West I talk about, uh, Western Europe, uh, the United States... Oh, my God. ...that we have in the West. We call it the Biden regime, but it's giving too much credit to this Biden individual, this poor, decrepit, senile old man who's a criminal and a thief and a liar, but that's for another story, and also apparently a pervert. His own daughter says so in her diaries, but that's another story. It's not just Biden. It's this whole class of people and their continued success, their position, their money, their livelihoods depend on continuing these lies. And so once your life depends on lies, you have to go more and more totalitarian, more and more extreme in how you push down anybody who tells the truth. That's inevitable, okay? And so that's what we're seeing. And so you, myself, uh, Robert Barnes, anybody who is telling the truth, he gets censored. James Lindsay, with whom I had a delightful broadcast yesterday, it was incredibly illuminating and educational and fun, and it was just fantastic. He got his Twitter banned today not because he was lying, not because he was telling falsehoods, not because he was telling misinformation. No, no, no. They banned him because he was telling the truth. The more truth you tell, the worse it gets. It's like, look, you know the, the, the Hans Christian Andersen uh, fable of the emperor's new clothes, right? The, the emperor gets this fancy clothes that's being sold to him by these uh, con men. And the con men tell him that only very sophisticated people can see this incredible cloth. 
And so finally, the, 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 the emperor wears these new clothes that are transparent, they're invisible. In fact, there are no clothes. And there's a little boy. And the little boy, as the, as the king is parading, and everybody says, oh, what a beautiful suit, this little boy says, why is that man walking naked? Do you know what happened to that boy who pointed out the truth? Because that's the real story. It's a little boy who points out that the emperor is naked, that he's not wearing any clothes, that it's all nonsense, that's all baloney. The little boy is the one who gets snatched up, whipped, thrown into God knows where, some cellar somewhere without his dinner. Yeah. Or if he's an adult, if he's a man, he gets censored, he gets deplatformed, he gets his credit cards canceled. This has happened to everybody in the information sphere that is trying to tell people the truth, the truth about what's actually happening. Now, like Mike, you and I, we, we have, we've talked about it privately. You have certain ideas about certain things. I have certain ideas about other things. We have certain disagreements, but that doesn't mean that we don't have respect for one another. That doesn't mean that we cannot have a, a civilized adult conversation where we disagree and it's perfectly fine. Because you see, your position is not based on a lie. My position is not based on a lie. Neither one of our position is based on corruption, on theft, on using our position to make money. But the regimes of the West, that's what's going on. They are corrupt. They well, exactly. Steal. It's a kleptocracy. And, and so because of that, they have to silence people who are telling the truth. They have to persecute them judiciously uh, uh, um, uh, by way of the judiciary. They have to silence everybody who tells the truth because if people hear the truth, enough people hear the truth, then their whole disgusting corruption collapses. And that's what they're that, terrified. That's exactly right. And, and this is... I mean, you just encapsulated the, the railroading of Alex Jones right now through the judicial system. You know, for, for every one statement that Alex might get wrong, which he later corrects and apologizes for as yeah. soon as he realizes it, he'll probably have 999 statements that... Oh, this is not the party. And I'm having a blast because I get to talk to a oh really intelligent... I hope sure what happened to Gonzalo Lira 1, but he, he's got Gonzalo Lira 2, so you can find him on YouTube and he wonderful time, which is the important thing. Okay, uh, out, outstanding. Now, I, I, I'd like to get your reaction on some news that broke that's just truly shocking. Check this out. Uh, this is from westernjournal.com. The headline is as follows, hours dead pig brought into state of undeath uh, after being pumped full of scientific sludge. Now they want to use it on humans. And I'm thinking, of course, because I'm always, I have a comedy uh, circuit that's going, because it's very obvious that the COVID-19 uh, virus was engineered, as I understand it, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand that part of the DNA sequence of this virus was patented by Monsanto or uh, foolish people will do whatever comes into their foolish heads and say, oh, you know, that's perfectly fine, you know, like, Oh, this is good, but yes. okay, there is a much greater distance between, say, the physiognomy of of, um, the, the, uh, of a mouse, for instance, and a pig oh. to put them in yeah. to some right. recipient right. so that the hospital can bill half a million dollars for an orchid. All the truth, you have less to remember. You never have to worry about getting tripped up. And these people, of course, they lie with every breath that they take. When they say hello, it's probably a lie, okay? I mean, that's the way these people are. And the thing is, see, uh, um, the question becomes, 
how long are the American people going to take this situation? Because the leadership class that we have in the West does not care about the people. In fact, they look at the people with contempt. They look at the people like cows to be milked and then slaughtered. And that is just not what we want in, in a leadership, let alone in a democratic leadership. I was talking about this uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, on, on, on my YouTube channel. I, had a, I have a live stream show called The Roundtable. I try to bring on good guests, and it's often a lot of fun. And I was talking to the, the guest that I had last night, and um, I was saying, and this is true, you see, in China, the leadership, you can say that it's not democratic, that the Communist Party of China is, is, is a communist regime, which it is. You can say that Vladimir Putin is a dictator or this or that, or the, the election that put him into power was not on the up and up. You can say whatever you want. But the thing is, see, what's key is that Xi Jinping in China and Vladimir Putin in Russia, the, the, uh, the people in the, in the leadership class in, in China, the people in the Kremlin in Russia, they actually care about their own people because they come from there, okay? They, they feel that they have a responsibility to the people, and in some cases they are actually scared of their own people because they know if they screw it up, their own people will rise up, okay? I mean, you, you have to understand that in, in China, in Russia, you can say that they're not democratic like in the West, but you have a leadership class that actually cares about the good opinion of their own people, actually cares about improving the lives of their own people. The Chinese Communist Party, whatever you might think of them, they have delivered to the Chinese people and improved their lives. I got to stop it there, family. I'm sorry, family. I can't, I can't cue it up. Uh, but trust me, we'll come back next week and play it for you, okay? Uh, let's go back to this whole uh, New York subway piece, the tunnel piece, rather, with the people's voice, okay? Of totally collapsing the economy, it's almost complete. With President Biden's 1.7 trillion deficit and the Middle East crisis set to turn into World War III, many Americans are now extremely anxious about protecting what's left of their money. That's why the People's Voice has partnered with our friends at Legacy Precious Metals to help you get started in adding gold oh, and silver right. to your portfolio to protect your savings from the global Legacy Precious Metals is different. But to understand what's happening before our very eyes, we're starting to see the truth emerge. But to understand what's happening before our... In 2024, we're starting to see the truth emerge. But to understand what's happening before our very eyes, it's important to understand the secret rituals that take place behind the curtain. Technically, it's a chemical compound used in the human body when adrenal is oxidized. Adrenochrome is known to cause extreme hallucinations and feelings of empowerment and euphoria. How is the chemical extracted? A victim is terrorized, either being tortured or knowing they're going to be sacrificed, increasing the amount of adrenaline that is flowing through their body. They are then killed, and the adrenochrome is collected with a syringe from the base of the neck or spinal column. A human victim only produces around 10 cc's of adrenochrome. So once it's collected, the drug can be sold on the deep black market and corners of the dark web at exorbitant prices. Adrenochrome is created by the pineal gland when a human is fearing for their life. 
It is said to stop the aging process or slow down the aging process. Until someone stops using it, then they rapidly age to the age that they should look or worse. It's very popular in the elite Illuminati circles. The Cabal learned that children were the best extraction source for the highest potency adrenochrome. The younger, the better. As people get older, the concentration and the potency of the adrenochrome declines. And the more terrified a person was, determined how potent the adrenochrome that their pineal gland created. It's probably the most expensive drug in the world. And very rare. Because it is so very expensive, only the richest people, celebrities, billionaires, can afford it. Whether human or animal, blood sacrifice has long been part of the rituals of many cultures. And it was discovered that after consuming the fresh adrenaline-saturated blood of a terrified victim, participants would experience a type of high off of the adrenaline which could include increased senses, hallucinations, and feelings of euphoria, sometimes assigning a supernatural causality to the effects. Eventually, the precise timing was worked out so that the victim would be killed at the moment the maximum amount of adrenaline had been pumped into the body. This knowledge was passed down through secret societies, ancient mystery schools, and intergenerational satanic cults. We need your help dismantling a 9,000-year-old pedophile cult. Adrenochrome bombs are operating in the United States, trafficking in children with no birth certificates or international documents who were sold to VIP elites for huge sums of money. These children do not have official documents, but they do have expiry dates of two to four years old due to how often they are raped and abused after which they're killed with impunity or ritually murdered, depending on the preference of their owners. In 2016, news broke out that a horrific snuff film involving Hillary Clinton was circulating on the dark web. Law enforcement officers have confirmed the tape is so nauseating, they can't bear to watch more than a few seconds. But don't take my word for it. This is all according to Robert David Steele veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps and a former CIA operations officer who became one of the most well-placed whistleblowers in history when he blew the lid off the entire global paedophilia control system before a shocked judicial commission. Let me say first off that this... Okay, I got to stop this part because, man, Robert David Steele, no, I don't think so. Okay? Uh, In this fake commission that he was a part of that really wasn't a commission at all. It was promoting Robert Davis Steele. Oh, by the way, he's no longer with us. He died last year. But he goes on in this video to mention somebody that I mentioned yesterday. Okay? Uh, I'll let you check it out. Uh, I'll just tell you. Angelina Jolie. And, Bev, I remember when this video was circulating, oh, it had to be a couple of years of Obama's first term in office. And we were talking about her and her adopting all these black children. Right. And we were saying it was because of the blood. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, she's straight and intelligence uh, operative. Okay? So they go on in this video and has her sitting down talking about her being a part of the Illuminati. 
And I remember playing this video years ago. Anyway, here she is. Women industry celebrities need to join the Illuminati to make it to the top of the industry. But a few people outside of the Illuminati in a circle truly understand what this means. That is all slowly beginning to change as celebrities who've been subjected to the Illuminati system break down and leak inside information, exposing the true inner workings of Hollywood and the entertainment industry. Like I was, I was
confused about why they didn't ask where it came from. And so I believe that I met some of the cult members when I was younger. If in fact we have no accountability or justice, it could be because these people that are supposed to bring us justice and protect and defend the Constitution are corrupted by this cult. I have no fear of them. You know, I only fear Jesus. And so perhaps whoever's investigating these folks needs to go, we need to go a layer below the top and come up from the mid-level who are not cult members, been blackmailed by the cult possibly because uh, that's the only explanation I have for why we haven't had accountability and justice for what they've done to America and continue to do to America while we all just watch. So I share this with the hope that those mid-level people that are investigating in the FBI and the CIA will understand that their superiors, perhaps, will never give us justice because of the level of blackmail involved. All right, that's off my chest. That feels better. Now you all know. I'm going to stop it there because I want to give one more last piece in here since I couldn't get that Gonzalo Lira. But I can kill you, family. He dropped bombs on Clinton. Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, all being involved in the child trafficking thing through Ukraine, along with money laundering, okay? That's why they never let him out of jail. That's why he's no longer with us, okay? But I'm going to stay with the people's voice, okay, and give you this last piece on Ukraine, with Zelensky insider blows whistle on massive elite pedophile ring in Ukraine. This is the last piece. No sound. Okay. It's blowing the whistle on an elite pedophile ring operating in the heart of the New World Order-sponsored Ukrainian government. According to the whistleblower, the wife of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is operating a child sex trafficking network in which displaced Ukrainian children are offered to VIP pedophiles around the world. In a report published by the Intel Drop, a former employee of Elena Zelenska's nonprofit provided foundation documents, along with his personal work ID card, to add credibility to his allegations. He's now calling on authorities in the US, France, Germany and the UK to conduct a large-scale investigation into the activities of the foundation. But rather than investigating the claims, the authorities and mainstream media are working overtime to cover up the crimes he has exposed. Before we dive in, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, join the People's Voice Locals community to join our incredible community and support the channel, and visit collective.thepeoplesvoice.tv to claim a stake in the channel, earn profits, and have a say in what we do. Before detailing the disturbing allegations that threaten to blow the lid off the establishment's portrayal of the golden couple of Ukrainian show business and politics, Let's quickly recap what we know about the couple, who enjoy posing for Vogue photo shoots while the country's at war. This week, an independent investigation revealed that Zelensky's two closest associates recently purchased two luxury yachts, one in Abu Dhabi and the other in France in October 2023. 
the total cost is estimated at $75 million. According to the documents, the first yacht, the 46-meter Italian-made Lucky Me, was bought by Boris Shafir for $25 million on October the 18th, 2023. Serhii Shafir, who's been Zelensky's closest aide since the beginning of his presidency, became the nominal owner of the yacht, My Legacy, worth a cool $50 million. But it's not just yachts, shopping sprees in Paris and New York, Vogue photo shoots, and luxurious villas around the world. According to the Zelensky Foundation whistleblower, the Zelenskys are also deeply involved in child trafficking to some of the most evil people in the world. Olena Zelenska launched the foundation in New York City back in September 2022, alongside suspected human trafficker Hillary Clinton and Hollywood celebrities Matt Damon, Jimmy Fallon and others. In the video uploaded by the whistleblower, he says he's speaking out to expose what's happening within the Elena Zelenska Foundation, based on his own personal experience. We've got his bombshell testimony after this important word from our sponsor. The globalist elite have admitted that they want to bankrupt us, and now they're making their move. The government have been given permission to print as much money as they want. The last time they did that, inflation went up 9%. The Biden regime claims that this has saved America's economy, but all they did is ensure the U.S. dollar gets devalued even further. Let me skip ahead. Who provided all the documents necessary to back up his claims. The Zelensky Foundation is making tens of millions of dollars providing very young displaced Ukrainian children to global elite paedophiles. Alors voilà, comme convenu, uh, je vous enregistre cette vidéo uh, pour vous parler. Okay, so I'm going to have to read this, family. So here I am recording this video to tell you about what happened in Olena Zelenska's foundation when I worked there. After I finish, I'll send you this video via email together with the documents. Sur votre email, je vais vous envoyer tous les documents, voilà, euh, tous les faits, ce qui s'est passé. All the facts of what had happened. Et voilà, vous aurez dans votre email avec cette vidéo. Uh, to start my story, it was here in France. I had a friend there. Who worked with different foundations. And he was the one who told me that there's a foundation that pays well in Ukraine, which offers good conditions. And so... I thought, why not? So I contacted this foundation, and then I prepared my documents, and I went to Ukraine. Voilà, euh, après j'ai fait mes documents et je suis allé là-bas en Ukraine. Euh, quand euh, je suis venu... Euh, When I came, I came to work there as a driver. They offered me this job and I signed the contract. Euh, euh, je suis venu là-bas pour travailler comme chauffeur. Voilà, on m'a proposé ce job et euh, voilà, j'ai signé un contrat. Euh, en fait, voilà, ce contrat, il était... Even the contract was something bizarre. There were clauses, for example, in the contract that said we must not talk with children. We must not ask questions about host families. 
things like that. Il y avait voilà des points par exemple dans le contrat on disait qu'on ne doit pas parler avec les enfants on ne doit pas euh, poser des questions sur les familles d'accueil et tout ça euh, bon pour moi c'était bizarre mais je me suis for me it was weird but I thought well I'm a driver it's not my business dis bon comme je suis chauffeur peut-être que voilà c'est pas mon affaire bon j'ai signé le contrat après avoir signé le contrat I signed the contract after si- I signed the contract. After signing the contract, I was given the pass. Uh, this one, here's the pass. So he's showing his credentials. Bev, I know we're running out of time, so you want to uh, put the information out there, uh, and then we'll finish playing this. Okay. Uh, we got in 13 minutes. We're going to go to the phone line. And uh, if you have a question or a comment or you just want to listen to the last hour of the show, the number is 323-642-1586. Push the number one if you uh, want to talk. And uh, please don't forget to donate to Dr. Robert X GoFundMe, and that's on the Truth to Power page. And, uh, for the research that he's doing. At least we can donate to the research. Okay, Dr. X. Thank you, Sister Bev. And again, thank you, family. So let's finish this. Remember now, and now he's talking about and showing that he signed the contract and they gave him his credentials. Uh, so he's talking about that now. Next, the man explains the job was very simple at first, as he would take children from Ukrainian cities and bring them to orphanages who were in league with Olena Zelenska's foundation. All of the orphanages associated with the foundation were in Europe, from Germany to France and England. Some of the host families reportedly live in really fancy neighborhoods in Berlin, London and France. This is where the man's story becomes very dark. Now, before we go on, let, let me just remind you, family, remember now, uh, Kanye is hooked up with Balenciaga, with this dude that's a flaming homosexual, and Balenciaga gets busted for showing uh, little children engaged in BDSM, okay? Uh, of course, his wife, uh, Kanye's wife, uh, runs away from it. She doesn't. Uh, remove her connection to this day from Balenciaga. But then the CEO of Balenciaga, a flaming homosexual and probably much, much more, all of a sudden he's uh, uh, picked uh, by Zelensky to be in charge of these orphan children from Ukraine. Okay? So you keep all that in mind when we find out that there are other pedophile connections to Balenciaga. We went all through that. They got uh, male and female pedophiles all over the place. All right? Uh, It's kind of like United Airlines CEO uh, being a tranny, right? (laughs) And he wants to, because these people are angry, 
they're angry because of their state of mind about what they really are. They know that they're ill. We don't have to tell them, but they're angry, and they have to be that way for the rest of their life based on who they are and what they believe in. So the only out they really got is to take their predilections for dysfunctionality and put it on the entire world's population. And that's what you see going on with this whole LGBT thing, okay, with the lesbians and homosexuals being the front people. But it's the trannies that wield all the power behind the scenes in the background. And at point of fact, they have eclipsed any relevance of uh, uh, mistreatment on the part of homosexuals and lesbians because now it's all about the trannies. À propos de cette avenue, voilà, euh, ce qui s'est passé. And about this avenue, what happened is that I came to Avenue Fox. I came there with a child. I have the documents that I'll send you via email. I was with this child. His name was Dimitro. C'est que, voilà, moi, je suis venu dans cette avenue Fox et euh, je suis venu avec un enfant. Ici, j'ai des documents, voilà, que... Je vais vous envoyer après sur email. Voilà, j'étais avec cet enfant. Voilà, lui, c'était Dimitrov. Je l'ai amené vers la famille d'accueil qui se trouve. I brought him to the host family, which lives on Avenue Fox. And the man who came out, he was quite old, and he came out half naked. And it really surprised me what was happening. Proof sur l'avenue Fox. Un monsieur qui sort, lui, il était vraiment déjà un monsieur âgé, et il est sorti à moitié nu, et vraiment déjà, ça m'a surpris ce qui se passe. Euh, lui, il a fait un clin. He winked at the child. He took him by the hand like that. He signed the documents and all that, and he closed the door. De à l'enfant, il a pris comme ça par la main. Il a signé les, les documents et tout ça, et ça y est, et il a fermé la porte. Là, je me suis dit que... I told myself that it was necessary at that moment to take note that something was going wrong. But hey, I thought, well, it's not my business. Il fallait déjà vraiment, voilà, à ce moment-là, il fallait déjà euh, prendre conscience que quelque chose euh, va mal. Mais bon, je suis dit que, bon, ça arrive, qui sait. A few days after dropping Dimitro off with the half-naked man, the whistleblower took another child, Vladimir, from an orphanage to a host family. The man says he had brought Vladimir to another host family just weeks before, and that he tried asking the boy why he was already going to a new home. Qu'est-ce qu'il fait là-bas? Qu'est-ce qu'il fout dans l'orphelinat? I didn't understand what he was doing there. What was he doing in the orphanage? If he really had a family, I asked him a question, tried to communicate with him in English. I asked him what was going on. He started crying. I was shocked. I told him that uh, I have to take him to the family. But he only cried. Oh. Euh, lui, il m'a dit que 
lui, en fait, ça y est, il est vraiment, il a, il a commencé à pleurer. Voilà, moi, j'étais choqué ce qui se passe. Je lui ai dit que je dois t'emmener vers la famille. Il a commencé à pleurer. J'ai compris que lui, il veut pas. I understand that he doesn't want to go there. And we were already in a car at the time. I didn't know what to do. Take him to the family or come back to the orphanage where he doesn't want to go also. Euh, y aller, voilà, et nous déjà à ce moment-là, on était en voiture, je ne savais pas quoi faire, est-ce que je dois l'emmener vers la famille ou bien on doit revenir à l'orphelinat, pourquoi il ne veut pas y aller, voilà, je n'ai rien compris ce qui se passe avec lui. I haven't understood anything that was going on with him, and then he started making the gestures. As I understand, or as I understood from these gestures, he showed me that he was touched in intimate places. Et puis après aussi, il a commencé à faire, vous savez, des gestes comme quoi, voilà, euh, comme j'ai compris sur ce geste, comme quoi, voilà, il fait des gestes et il me montre qu'on l'a touché dans des endroits intimes. Oh, j'ai compris, voilà. Que... I get it. It's awful. At that moment, I understood everything that was happening. It was really, it's awful what happened with him. I said to myself, calm down. Non, vraiment, c'est après, voilà, ce, là, à ce moment-là, j'ai compris tout ce qui se passe. Euh, C'était vraiment, c'est après ce qui s'est passé avec lui. Je me suis dit, bon, calme-toi. Take a look at this photo of Dmitry Vladimir and other Elena Zelenska Foundation children in this image provided by the whistleblower. He then says that he began looking through documents to understand what was going on and to find information about the home where the child was allegedly molested. I started looking through the documents for the family who had took him before, and there I find a name that it was a certain man whose name was Bernard Henri Guy, or Levy, Henri Levy. Oh, et a cherché aussi la famille qu'il avait accueillie avant. Et là, je trouve un nom que c'était un certain monsieur qui s'appelait Bernard Henri Levy. Je ne connais rien sur ce monsieur, alors... I don't know anything about this person, so I searched on the internet to see who he is. To find out if he has a Facebook or something like that. And then I found the information about him. Facebook or something And on the web, I found that he is all friendly with pedophiles, and he keeps in touch with them. Information, j'ai compris que lui, il est dans tout cet entourage des pédophiles, qu'il tient contact avec eux. Voilà, j'ai compris tout. I understood how all these things were set up. Really, everything that's going on there is horrible. I resigned right away. 
euh, tout le schéma voilà, qu'ils font là-bas dans cette fondation, vraiment, c'est ce qui se passe là-bas, c'est horrible. Voilà. Euh, je me suivirai tout de suite, car là, dans le trafic euh, sexuel. Child sex trafficking? No, thank you. I don't want to participate. That's why I'm making this video now. D'enfants, là, non, merci, je ne veux pas participer. It turns out Bernard Henri Levy is a French filmmaker and writer who donated his work royalties to the Zelensky Foundation. According to the New Yorker, Levy has sparked controversy for a number of his stances, including his criticism of the rape cases against the film director Roman Polanski, who pleaded guilty to statutory rape in 1978 and fled to France to avoid imprisonment and Dominique Strauss-Kahn, the former managing director of the International Monetary Fund. Strauss-Kahn, a friend of Levy's, has been repeatedly accused of sexual misconduct. You may recall, Bill, we dealt with Dominique Strauss-Kahn and the group that he was uh, 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 doing the orgies and the raping of the young girls and stuff. Uh, again, this had to be 10 years ago, all right? High-profile European. But he was connected with Americans as well. The truth is much darker than the New Yorker is allowed to publish. Last September, President Zelensky asked controversial artist Marina Abramovich to act as an ambassador to his country and to help rebuild schools following the war with Russia. Since his wife's foundation is taking up the task of reconstructing schools in Ukraine, now Abramovich is teaming up with the Ukrainian First Lady. Abramovich is a performance artist known for being part of the WikiLeaks document dump that showed she sent an email to Hillary Clinton campaign chair John Podesta's brother, Tony, inviting the pair to a spirit cooking dinner, which is an occult ritual founded by Satanist Alistair Crowley. We need your help dismantling a 9,000-year-old pedophile cult. Here are the people's voice. We're determined to continue exposing the elites, but we need your help. Visit collective.thepeoplesvoice.tv. How is it that Abramovich, who was implicated in the John Podesta emails, in the pedophilia stuff connected to uh, Comet Pizza or Comet Ping Pong, how is it that all these people seem to run in the same circle? How is it that Abramovich gets connected to Ukraine? How is that possible? We know she's Ukrainian, but why would the first so-called first lady of Ukraine uh, and her husband, Zelensky, want this demon to be anywhere near children. How is that possible? Maybe if we ask Jay-Z, we'll find out. And if he's not willing to talk, let's see if his wife, Bay wants. See if she'll talk. Since they, too, have been implicated and all of this sex stuff. You see, family? That's why, again, we titled this series what we've entitled. And we are by no means done, not by any stretch of the imagination. What we've done tonight is to lay out for you through the videos. Notice I haven't read anything, all right, because we still got the, the tarot stuff and the other stuff uh, dealing with the Talmud to get into. So these next 
I don't know if I'll finish next week because this stuff is extensive, and these are very long articles. These are not tiny little two-page articles. I'm talking 25, 30 pages, okay? These are very long articles, but they have to be that way uh, in terms of the detail. And I don't mind these articles that give me the detail because it's obvious to me as we started out this piece with more black women, all right, who are basically giving up their spiritual history, sacrificing it, if you will, on the altar of LGBT, when behind the curtain all the time is this wicked wizard. Okay, you can call him the Wizard of Oz, okay, because here in the year 2024, what we're really watching is the metaphysical finality of black feminine infinity. We got a long way to go, family. So we'll stop right here and pick back up next Tuesday and Wednesday here on Truth to Power. We can take some some of the family system. Okay. And and so what it's showing is that this is, I mean, it's like peeling the onion. It it goes even to the religion. All of this is now you seeing why all the religion is is all into this pedophile and all of that. And that's why all these high people in high places. This is what they're doing. This is what they practice. And so it's been brought out now. This been going like you say. This been going on for a long time. Long time. Okay. Well, Humpty Dumpty is falling off the wall. He is, ain't he? He's not gonna be able to. He's not gonna be able to get put back together again. Because uh, people is really waking up now, seeing what's going on. They've been behind the curtains all this time. Long time, Bear. Long time. Uh, portraying one thing in public, but behind the scenes, yeah. they monster. Yeah. Monsters. Wow. Anytime your own children remember what Hunter labeled his daddy, Pedo Pete. Mm-hmm. Okay, who named their, who called their daddy a pedophile? Only another pedophile would do that. Yeah. It goes without mentioning what his daughter wrote in her own diary. Again, uh, black women, those of you, I don't care whether you're straight or gay. It doesn't matter to me. What I care about is your behavior and your behavior in fronting according to Fannie Willis, according to her own words. You fronting for the, one of the most evil things that I've ever dealt with in my life. There's nothing more sacred on this planet than children be able to grow up in strong, healthy environments. Again, Bear, with that, we can take, uh, let the family chime okay. in with all righty, uh, 708-837. 708, is your mute on? Okay, let's move on. 
Okay. Uh, Mike, your mic is okay, open. Y'all. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm I'm going to be brief. Um, These are some very disgusting people, and now we know why Hitler was melting their asses in the ovens over there. Yeah. Because because that's it's rooted in them. Uh, Rob, did you hear uh, out of this meeting coming out of Davos, Switzerland, uh, this thing called Disease X? Oh, yeah. Very familiar with it. Yeah, so uh, I understand they have created uh, another COVID that's supposed to have a much, much higher kill rate. Yeah, like 100%. Yeah. At least on the mice that were injected with human DNA. It killed everyone. Absolutely. So they, again, like you say, they're not hiding anything. They're telling you to your face. The question yep. is, what you gonna do about it? You you cooperating or what? That, that's that's the issue. Are you going to cooperate? It's like these female athletes that are competing against men. They shut down and they can end that shit. Don't compete yep. with them. They want to swim. Let them swim by their goddamn self. Yep. You gonna to have to sacrifice to bring this shit to a close. No doubt about it. Right. And now they're saying they're going to allow these same trannies to box with women. To yeah. box. Yep. If you don't cooperate, they can't win. So it's a, just a matter of whether or not you cooperate. If you don't, they lose. If you do, they win. Hotep, y'all. Tell us somebody else off. Excellent comment, okay. Brother Mike. And I'm going to add to what you said. Owens man has already come out and said he ain't having none of it. All right. Okay, let's go to uh, the general. I think this is the general here. 404. Yeah, y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Hold up, brother. Happy New Year. No, it ain't no new year to me, bro. I'm in hibernation. I'm just like a big black bear. I've been bad all that. I've been asleep, man. Okay? This ain't no goddamn new year, bro, for me. It's, but it's some good time, man. Okay? Uh, I just come by to tell y'all. I got to tell y'all something, man. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. My hibernation. I hate to get out of my hibernation, man. Okay? All this stuff going on, we write our own story, y'all. This shit is so deep, man. I got to do everything I've been saying be coming true, man. Y'all be saying shit be coming through, too, you dumb niggas. Y'all don't know how to damn get shit work, man. <laughs> Didn't I hear y'all say, talk about blog talk will kick y'all off the Didn't y'all say they kept saying that shit, right? You wrote yep. your own damn history by flapping your damn jaw. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give y'all a perfect story, right? I'm going to give y'all a perfect story. This black man riding down the street with his wife, right? And they mm-hmm. see an old riding tree. That brother say, oh, man, they need to do something about that tree, man. That tree going to fall and hurt and kill somebody, right? He told his wife that. Guess what? The next three weeks later, the storm come through. Brother riding out there by the street by himself. That tree fell on top of his ass. He wrote wow. his own story, man. So that's what I had to tell y'all. This is what we say right now, our own story, man. Because I yeah, done said some stuff on this, on to y'all, and shit happened to me, man. 
Yep. So I, I'm checking my words accordingly, man. Okay, so, uh, hey, this stuff ain't no joke, man. We in the quickening, man. Whatever yep. y'all say, it come true, man. Well, then you speak it. I keep trying to tell y'all, man. So you, I, that's what most of black people telling the demons what to do, man. Telling them what to do, how to kill y'all ass, man. What's wrong with y'all, man? Okay, me, I'm, I'm being quiet. I'm, I see all good stuff for me. I don't know about y'all, but, hey, this is going to be the real New Year coming up. Bro, since they so-called fake New Year coming up, I'm getting black. No, I'll be I'm good, man. We're not. Speaking of, uh, 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 you said something last night about our pope. What name P. Diddy? That nigga's going to jail, man. Okay? See that Cassie girl that had that suit on it, that suit against her? She found she got mm-hmm. that burner phone from that from that girl, that Porter girl, right? The one that he killed. Yeah. Okay. That from from Columbus, Georgia. That that Porter girl that was hanging with P. Diddy, that posed yeah. been his wife. The girl was recording everything on the burner phone and gave it to Cassie. So Cassie went to the FBI, the FBI, lot, and turned all the shit in on on, on my man. That's why he ain't about nothing like goddamn man. Hell no. That's why he done left the country, like Bill said last night. He think mm-hmm. he can run, but he can't hide, man. You got yeah, so that girl, that you got so much dirt on him. He done, man. And he we done. He been implicated in that, paying off old boy. All that, all that, man. All that. That dude is done, man. And uh, I heard you say something about T D Snakes, man. Well, I don't know nothing about him, but he done too. But I do. 40 years ago, his his wife, Sarita, okay? I went yeah. to college with Sarita, man. I used to sit and talk to Sarita. Me and her talk, man, for for like hours. Me and her, she was cool back then. I don't know how 40 years to die or not. Yeah. But she, she sharp. Me and her would sit and talk like me, like I'm talking to like Sister Bear, whatever. Because I would go to their room, sit right. up there in the room, talk to her. For hours and hours, man. So I don't know what happened. This, this life, my life was crazy. It's fun, man, to see all this. You know what? But hey, y'all. I can, I can tell you uh-huh. what I know about it in, in terms of her, because I heard a uh-huh. uh, piece that where she was talking, and she was mm-hmm. saying that she had two homosexual boys. Both of her children are homosexual. You might remember about 10 years ago, one of them got caught doing some unseemly stuff in the park and got arrested. <sighs> Okay, and she said that this man treated her better than any man that she had ever dealt with, because neither one of those children were TDJ, and she knew that he was gay all the time. So she felt that she would be good for her two boys. That's what she said. So anyway, that's what I know about it. Go ahead, brother. West. Yeah, Sarita was sharp, man. That's man. Like, we were twenties, so that's like forty years ago, man. So yeah. she's sharp, and me and I have some serious conversation for hours and hours, man. And that's how. Anyway, it's fun to be alive to see all this, man. And that Epstein shit ain't nothing but uh, FBI sting, uh, uh, Jags or who on steroids, man. See, they film these folks to get y'all in government. You, over you breaking up. You want to let us huh? know how serious them conversations were. You talking to this woman for hours and hours. How serious was the conversation you had with this woman? Hey, bro. See, we, 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 it was just a serious conversation about life, whatever, whatever, man. I keep stuff confidential when I talk to people, man. I'm talking about. Right. I, most of the shit I forgot, man. Because back there, 
I was doing a lot of pharmaceuticals and shit, playing football, got hit in the head. So I, I can't remember half the conversation we talked, man. I'm just going <laughs> off of energy when we were talking, man. That's been I 40 years ago. That's been 40 years ago, man. And uh, But it's a fun time to be alive, man. I'm just telling all my people, man. That's why, hey, the best way to trick the devil is don't say nothing, man. Y'all, we be tricking our own self, getting our own self with our words, man, and our thoughts, and telling talking too much, man. So what y'all saying, Bill? But how do you get mm-hmm. all our secrets? If niggas, talk, if niggas be talking too much, we, man, they tell, tell demons what to do. So yeah. I, right now, I know speaking of English, man. Oh, yeah, Dr. King, Martin <laughs> King say it's so strange. It's so strange and peculiar Negroes in Chicago, man. Check out Martin King, man. He said that, man. But, uh, yeah, and your girl, uh, what's her name in New York? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Leticia. She was uh, did a speech uh, on King Day, and she said, She's scared of none of y'all, nobody, man. Meet her. She said, meet her in the middle of the street on the corner. She'll take a motherfucker. She scared me, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big brother. Well, that's a big yes, sir. That ain't no little girl. That's a big guy. <laughs> yes, sir, bro. She scared me when she said that. I'm trying to figure out the diet. I'm trying to get on a silver black uh, gorilla diet, man. That's why I'm trying to find out what the gorilla eat. I'm going to eat that, man. Whatever the <laughs> silver black eat. I'm pretty sorry eating. I might have to take a trip over there and see. See what they eating over there, man. Cause I get on the silver black diet, man. I love y'all. Let's see about that. I'm going back in hibernation. I call y'all the next year. When the real year That's kick in, man. Excellent comments, bro. When is That's that? When is the real year? Well, the the month of April, around about March, soon as springtime. Whenever springtime on the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the spring equinox or whatever, man. When spring hit, that's the new year, man. That's this other mean. stuff is a joke, man. The other stuff is a joke. I'm just laughing and enjoying the show, man. All this stuff fun to me, man. Just you gotta watch what you say. That's all I say, my people. That what they say, they got the tongue, got life and death in that tongue, man. Hey, I'm talking up good stuff for me, man. I'm talking up good stuff for y'all, man. And watch your mouth there, Robert. Ain't about you all. Oh, you be saying talking about yourself, man. You ain't gonna have oh. no goddamn stroke. Did you say you talking about a stroke last night? I listened good, bro. Flush that shit down the tube, man. Listen. Okay, watch your tongue, man. Don't be cursing yourself, man. Like people blessings. You better come up, man. All well, this shit don't... coming to an end, man. Look at what's going on in England, man. Uh, uh, that lady and, 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 and Charles you know, got to go to the hospital and all. They do, man. They done. It's our time, y'all. I'm going to say this again. I'm standing on watch she come up with a video mm-hmm. or some tape, but she ain't coming up with Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I give my time to the family. I'm just be like an old black bear going on to sleep. I catch y'all in New Year's couple of months. I love y'all. Time. Watch your mouth, man. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, man. Don't be cussing them. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, my brother. So long. And I'm, so long. I'm gonna add this on to us, Sister Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave when we said it's time for us to bring these sisters back. I think I said that I don't care what their sexual orientation is, okay? Mm-hmm. If go out there in front for this beast, I'm going to treat them like beasts. Yeah. I mean, they they chose to do that. And, and you they know, uh, go ahead, yeah, and, and, and what Wes was saying, because, this has been happening for a, a while now. Every time you speak on something, 
you hear it out there in the, you know, other media. Didn't we say they were going to try to do a coup? Everything you say, you hear it. Mm-hmm. All of the media, one of the pieces I played earlier before you came back, talked about uh-huh. the elite from Georgetown University basically starting a coup. Like somehow mm-hmm. they implement and the president doesn't. So they want to take control of the Defense Department and how the, the Defense Department responds. When in fact, the president is given a title, and that title is for one thing and one thing only. He's called the Commander-in-Chief. Chief, that's right. That's for the military. These people, I told you why they want to do it, because they want to turn loose Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and all these illegals, right, that they have brought into the country. Mm-hmm. Calls out the military, they can call him a dictator, and then they'll try to remove him. Because they said in their own words that people have a right to protest. And if you notice, Bev, all that hell mm-hmm. they're raising down in the White House, tearing down fences, throwing shit at the police, all that's going on right now. The media acting like it ain't happening. I'm talking about them Palestinian slash Antifa slash Black Lives Matter protests about what's going on in Palestine. Hmm. You don't hear nothing about it. Nothing. That's at the White House with Biden. Go ahead, Bill. Mm. No, I was just saying, you don't hear nothing. And uh, we don't have any more calls, so if y'all want to, if anybody want to call in or uh, you can can continue. uh, I can go eat my dinner. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Wait, you know, here, here, here's the hand, right? So wait a minute. Seven seven three eight nine five eight nine uh, five. Hey, I ain't gonna hold you up too long, bro. Hey. Um. <laughs> just like we talked about. Hold, hold tip, y'all. Just like we talked about yesterday. All this up stuff is going on. That don't mean that the population program has stopped. Golden State Warriors lost their assistant coach. He died during a dinner before they were getting ready to play the Utah Jazz. He had a heart attack at the restaurant. They rushed him to the hospital, checked out. Well, I guess. 46 years old. I guarantee you because the two centers, the two centers, of get your ass in line and get them shots. We don't care who you are. We're mm-hmm. California, New York. And we, Illinois. Yeah, but not as much as California and New York. Yeah. That whole debacle with Kyrie and everything, that's probably why they got, they got him up out of there. They traded him to um, to Dallas. Yep. Yeah, I talk of football. Oh, that was basketball, babe. The it basketball. Just, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Two players, but I think that there are more. Two play, with the, with the other guy plays for Orlando, but he got a leg injury, so he missed the entire year. He refused to take the venom. Right. He, I think that know. was Jonathan Isaac. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando. 
okay? He said because he has uh, a Christian uh, center, so he wouldn't take it either. And they tried to yeah. jump all of him. And that was, oh, the third person who ended up taking the shot, and for some strange reason they've been able to find his shot, no pun intended, was the other player for Golden State, the other brother. That You're was talking about one. Wiggins. Wig, Andrew Wiggins, that is correct. Yep. Yep. Three. They beat the hell out of Andrew Wiggins until he finally went and took the shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all that's all I, I got. You can go and eat your dinner, bro. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I think Mike wait, wait I think Mike has something. Mike, did you have something else you wanted to say? Yeah, I just wanted to ask Rob, did he uh see what was going on in Germany today? Uh, you talking about with the farmers? Yeah. They raising hell. Yeah, all absolutely. Yeah. Because it's but, all connected. Yes. For everybody in the family, go back and look at that uh, 2016, uh, no, the 2015 Economist magazine, Planet Trump. Just pull it up, read the article, look at the tarot cards, because we're going back into the tarot next week. And what you're going to see is a little orange uh, person. All they got is the half uh, using the tarot cards. It's going to be leading. You see all them European countries' flags. He's standing on the mountain leading them out of the wilderness. Planet Trump. That's the Economist magazine. And I'd be damned if, if what they didn't put in them cards is coming to life. Because this, this this been going on all over the planet, not just in the United States. And they right. It's the rise of nationalism. We've been talking about going all the way back to the 90s. We identified it. We said the battle was between the nationalists versus the internationalists. Oh, let me tell you all this. This true story happening this morning. So I finally had, went out. And got some went to the grocery store. I had to pick up a couple of things. They're talking, and this shocked the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, the people in Memphis, they're talking about creating an independent party, totally different from the Democrats and Republicans, because they said they're not liking what they're hearing from either party here. And so I don't know how that's going to go, but yeah, this is this is some rumblings that's going on here in Memphis now. They're not happy with the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. I think well, that's the state as a whole, the, the Republican Party rules, but they said they're not they're not happy with them neither. I think that before they do that, brother Derek, they need to hold a giant demonstration against those who are participating in the genocidal policies of the World Economic Forum that's taking place right now. So if they're serious about the party, because how is the party going to operate when genocide is being practiced? And you heard Mike mention that they're talking about releasing this new virus that has an astronomical death rate. Right, disease X, yes. Look, they named it X. X has got to be the most popular. Letter in the alphabet here today, because yeah, from uh, the X that was used in the 1920s, uh, dealing with uh, 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 the Macy Foundation, 
okay, that, that actually came out of Britain uh, with this group they used to meet. They used to call themselves the X Movement, okay? To mm-hmm. Elijah in the 1950s, uh, giving an X to all his new members, okay? Mm-hmm. Elon the X Musk, Men out of Marvel Comics. Uh, thank you. In, in the 60s as well, my brother. And now we got Elon Musk changing the name of Twitter. From Twitter to, to X. Yep. Okay. And now they the name the disease X. <laughs> so from me, you know, call me uh, Robert Y. Because <laughs> we, we can have the X chromosome. I'm going to get the and maintain the Y chromosome. Let let me add somebody else to the table. Uh, the uh, two one five. Oh, brother love, sister bad, brother love, brother Rob. I'm sitting there laughing at what brother Rob just said. But family, we got to give ourselves a pat on the back at sister bad, brother Rob. Next week, I don't know if y'all want to, if the family want to, but I think we need to start the meditations back up. So. Previously, when we meditated, you know, we meditated on, you know, Klaus Schwab and, you know, me personally, I meditated on Old Testament and their destruction. What happened That's to him? That's happening. Listen to what, look, look what happened to him. They on the road. They say, if hey, Brother Rob, left, it's over. Go ahead. Brother Rob. Yes, sir. You're not on social media, but I know you see little things. Twitter, Instagram, any social media site you can think of. Those people are done. And them tunnels, is so many memes yeah. and jokes about these yeah. Jew tunnels and all that. They can't. They own it. What they're going to have yeah. to do, they're going to get even more dangerous in this year. So I think, like, the next few programs, we need to meditate on them. Meditate. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they got to go. I, but our meditation has worked. And the things that we've been praying for and, and, and hoping for and wishing for, we can start seeing that is that that they're crumbling, like they're crumbling at the seams. I just seen today where Joe Biden, the, the Biden administration, administration is starting to part ways with, Net, with uh, Netanyahu. Um, wow. I mean, they should have been parted ways with him, but you know, you can't kill over thirty thousand people in three months, and you know the whole world is you know they they outspoken about it or whatever the case, and everybody having these rallies and marches. But Old Testament's time is done. You having arguments yeah. on social media, people bringing up historical facts and proofs and evidence. Yeah. I just seen on Twitter yeah. where 95% of the DNA of these Israelis is from Europe. Oh, we already on. knew that. Yeah. We already knew that. But it's on it's on TikTok though. My little 12 year old nephew, 11 year old niece, they're seeing this type of stuff because they got TikTok pages. Yeah. Yeah. Their reign it's is coming done. Out. Their reign yes, is done. Is. And who yeah. been who, who been on that ass like a boil for the last <laughs> <laughs> You. You. And them, and some of them old videos when I go back into the archives. Hey brother Rob, you deserve some type of trophy, some type of award. Sometimes like you've been on it. I know you don't like accolades. I know you don't yeah. like accolades. But do he never stepped in awards? I don't want him because it ain't about me. I know. It's about us collectively. I know, but it, but 
But a lot of us, even though I've been gaining this information for a long time, probably since yeah. I graduated high school, yeah. you can hear the same thing, but it takes certain individuals to put it in the right way in order for it to stick in your head. Like a lot of stuff that you say, it has stuck in my head. Bobby Hammond stuff he has said stuck in my head. Phil Valentine, like a lot of things people say is stick in your head, and you are one of those people. Officer leader, huh? Yes, yes. Sister Bev, you too. Because if it wasn't for you, you know what I mean? We wouldn't have these platforms. And Sister Bev, you go back. Some of the people that people are just coming across Mm -hmm. in the YouTube university world, I call it. You've been to have them on your show, Sister Bev. Yeah. So I think think both of y'all, Brother Rob, I'm going to let you get some sleep. Sister Bev, let you get some sleep too. I will holler at y'all next week. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. But, yeah, he's right, uh, doc, Dr. Y. Uh, the, the young people is, is on it on the Internet. They on it. What, you, what you've been saying, they spread what you've been saying. Well, I can't think of a better way, Sister Bear, because that's what we've been out here for almost since I've been out here. I was a young boy, and uh, my message was always, Protect the children, protect the young people. Mm-hmm. It don't mean we don't correct the young people, but as we correct them, we have to be cognizant that we got to protect them too. Okay? Right. We got to Sometimes that requires an ass whooping. Some of the best protection I got was an ass whooping from my people. Yeah. My yeah. parents. I, me too. I think all of us did. And, I, and another thing I'm noticing too that uh, on the media, on the Internet, that they put in asking black folks. They just interviewing black folks. Who you going to vote for? Who you like? Why you like Trump? And every one of them is saying Trump. And, and they, I mean, it's just spread. And Did they're I trying you? to find somebody to say they don't want Trump. But everybody, they stick that mic in front of their mouth. Young, old, middle aged, they they cussing, biting out, and saying Trump. Yep. Again, oh, Bear. Yeah. These Negroes who are the gatekeepers, that little that little jolly little black Santa Claus, uh, that's running around here wrecking everything. That uh, told black people to go out there and vote for that racist pedophile Biden. You know who I'm talking about. I can never remember his name. Who are you talking Bowen about, Martin? Martin. He's symptomatic of everything that's wrong with black people. He's symptomatic of it, okay, because he'll bring people on his program and try to embarrass them if they said yeah. they support oh. him. Call them names well, and he, talk about it. Go ahead, He's going to get an ass whooping. He's going to get a raw ass whooping. Yep. So... London bridges is falling down. Absolutely. And uh, like Wes say, this is a great time to be alive. We here to witness it. And to help no it doubt. fall down. No Again, doubt. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Why We're going to let you go and eat. <laughs> thank, you, Bear. thank you, family. Okay. And better luck. See you next Tuesday. Better luck. Okay. Better love, everyone. Better love, Finn. Yes.